2: Yo. It's what with Will, fill in Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful Better Fallback, coming for respect, we connect like a fallback. No need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to what's talk Graps, Will, Phil, and Reg. Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk Graps.
4: Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk Graps.
3: Good morning. We are here. This is Grapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I am here with my co-host, Righteous Reg, what's going on,
2: In the building, it's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, media man. It's Saturday morning. It's been a week. It's been a bunch of weeks. It's been a year. It's been a life. But I'm excited to be here. It's Grapsody. Thanks for everybody for being here this early with a bunch of comments already, talking about a bunch of stuff. Y'all are ready to go. Um, I don't have to say what you guys want to talk about because I think a bunch of people have a bunch of stuff to talk about already.
3: Yeah, uh, it's been definitely a week. <laughs> um, the all out weekend stuff is still like the biggest topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you guys hear me? Is it lagging?
2: I don't know if it's lagging. The video's yeah, definitely shoppy. lagging.
3: Trying to be patient yes trying to be patient patience Being is a virtue very very annoyed at the moment very annoyed at the moment i don't yeah i don't know
2: yeah so they're saying they can hear you so that's a good sign um...
3: yeah hold on Just a second um well hold i'm gonna have to do it for now uh, whatever yeah. i can't i can't do anything about it at the moment um yeah. So <laughs> if I mean first of all, I mean of course I'm I'm frazzled cuz I've just had a lot going on personally. Yeah. Um it's just been I haven't I haven't been here a lot this weekend. Uh I I mean straight out the gate um buried one of the best people in the world yesterday, my mm. grandmother um our funeral was yesterday if you follow me on twitter i'm sure you've seen me talking about this uh for the last two weeks uh so i've been here and uh so when i got up this morning i assumed you know everything would work correctly because you know why would i assume that but uh yeah. plugged everything in for some reason wi-fi extender is not working and so now i'm on the slow annoying wi-fi and it's not working it's being annoying and i don't have to to figure out why it's not working, it's fucking annoying me. But it is what it is. Um, you know, as I as I said on our last episode, our live episode, um, my grandmother meant a lot to me, man. Like I don't think people understand as well because I don't talk about it. That um, you know, she's been a big part of uh, my life for the last four or five years because I've been uh, with her for the last few years, whether trying to help take care of her. Whether they're trying to look after her and all these other things. And so um, it's been difficult. It's been a difficult few years. It's been challenging uh, watching her uh, health deteriorate. Um, but I do have some peace in the fact that, that she is in a better place and mm-hmm. she does, you know, uh, finally have some time to rest. She made it up to 90 years old in July. Our, our birthdays are five days apart. My birthday's wow. June 30th it was july 5th mm-hmm. um so yeah you know rest in peace to her um it's been a difficult period but you know mm-hmm. i'll make it through this uh it's okay uh sure we will make make it through technical difficulties about as well but you know yes to deal with it for a moment uh mm-hmm. hopefully you have better news than i am I and you had a better weekend than i did <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I got a lot of rest. So first of all, I want to say condolences out to you and your family. Um, pretty much the entire time that I've known you, you've been connected to your grandma and like just I could feel that energy on how important of a role she played in your life. So condolences out to you and your family. No, It's been insanely tough, like just they're so it, it, it's like so much surrounding what happens in moments like this and family and traveling. And we had this uh, live show right smack dab in the middle of it, pretty much. You know what I mean? We had been planning for the show and everything. And then this stuff happens. And it's like, you got to go and like put on a brave face in front of uh, people out for a weekend and while you have this stuff looming. So appreciate you for doing that. Cause you didn't have to, you could have totally been like, yo, I, I can't, you guys like, it's a lot going on. I can't make it, but uh, you put on it. You did. You were out there, you know, we went outside and had a very good time in Chicago. So shout out to you. But yeah, for me, I've been just relaxing, honestly. Uh, uh, the weeks leading up to that all out weekend were a lot. I didn't I did I didn't take a day off for like a month and a half. I was just grinding every single day to make sure I was in Chicago, make sure everything went well. So I've been resting since coming back from Chicago and I feel great honestly uh, sleeping and chilling and watching a whole bunch of hang time on uh freebie so shout out to freebie for supplying me with endless entertainment of Saturday morning television uh, but yeah I'm pretty I'm out here man uh, there's a lot uh beyond that going on that we can talk about here today. I see our little headlines. The first one, I wish we could just ch- 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 delete, 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 delete. But you know,
3: hey, man, it's looming. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah a lot of stuff happened all that weekend. Uh, this was your- Let's
2: talk about when we got the news when we're out walking in Chicago and we see this press release. And you're like, uh, So we're walking and then we're just having a good time talking about Chicago. Phil's showing me land sites, land, all this cool stuff. I'm like, Chicago's great. He starts looking at his phone. I'm like, Why is Phil looking at his phone? What's going on here? And you're like, really deep in it and you're like they finally did it i'm like who finally did what and then so we stop and look at this phone phil brooks is out of here and shit just started going crazy honestly after that the whole saturday was a whirlwind because like that was just like over the top of us and so much was going on um it's been an interesting week since then honestly in the wrestling world
3: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this was your first time in Chicago. Uh, yep. I guess. How was it? I mean, I didn't even get a chance to ask that because everything else was going on.
2: <laughs> I loved it, man. Honestly, uh, people were saying um, that the vibes of Chicago were a lot like Oakland, and it legit felt like that. I felt like at home for a lot of it because it feels like the same energy that Oakland represents, honestly, with like there's a big Latino population and then of course there's a whole bunch of niggas out there like a whole bunch they're working everywhere felt pretty at home just being like because that's how it feels in Oakland like living in Bakersfield it was weird because there's not a lot of black people so when you go to like the grocery store the Walmart the oil change place like you don't you're not interacting with black people a lot so when I moved to Oakland it was like a big shock because everywhere you go it's like you go to the grocery store you go to Best Buy you go to McDonald's, like it's black people everywhere. They're working there. It's a, it's, it's like a really good feeling. And that's the feeling I got being in Chicago. On top of that, I got to have some Chicago staples, ate some very delicious Chicago pizza, not deep dish. I didn't even have a slice of deep dish the whole time I was there because I don't have time for this. Uh, got a hot dog, very delicious. Shout out to Glizzy's. Um, they're going to clip that. I probably should erase that. Somebody go and cut that. Um, and then the wet sandwich uh, that uh, has been kind of constantly in my brain i'm like i don't really know about that west sandwich but again another podcast i can't go without saying herald's is where it's at chicken with the mild sauce unbeatable can't beat it stereotypes are real chicken 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 please i'll do it for free chicken, chicken amazing chicken I chicken <laughs> <laughs> chicken
3: chicken chicken is wild funny um <laughs> Yeah. Nah, uh, uh, glad that you had a good time. Cause, I mean, a lot of times when we go places, um, we're just like from wrestling show to wrestling show. And, um, exactly. so when, when you did hit me on Saturday I was like, oh, I'm trying to just hang in the city. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, as much as I put over this city, there's <laughs> so many things you can see. And I didn't even show you like half of the stuff that you probably could see in the city, in the downtown area. Um, you but know yeah, what everyone the, has
2: told me when I'm saying, when I've told them I came back from Chicago, everybody said the same thing. Did you go see the bean? And unfortunately, the bean was under construction or something. I couldn't even walk under the big bean.
3: Gated off, man. Couldn't go over there. Uh, But you saw it from like a distance. <laughs> I saw it. You didn't get to do the tourist thing of like standing under it and, and right. taking a picture of reflection and touching it and right. all other stuff. I don't know why people have this huge fascination with the with the bean, but it is what it is. Um, I honestly yeah.
2: don't really know what it is. I've been, like, asking people, I'm like, what? what? Like, I get it. Like, it's a tourist thing, but what is it? Why?
3: Yeah, it's a big sculpture. Uh, the Cloud Gate. That's what the real name of it is. But it's been deemed the bean because it kind of looks like a bean. Um, mm. But, yeah, didn't get to see show you our Picasso. We have a Picasso in our city. It's also the famous flamingo sculpture. It's on Clark. Uh I don't know. I've had friends come here and they're like, Have you like you should just do like tours because like <laughs> you <laughs> like should. so much about tons? Of... I was like, I've lived here my entire life. I know so much about the city. So um,
4: No,
2: bro, when we're walking down the street and you're like, This is this and this is this. I'm like, I'm on a tour right now. Like Phil knows about a lot of this stuff down here. <laughs> yeah.
3: I you I used to work in a downtown area. I went to school in a downtown area, so I I know a ton about the city. Um but yeah, in the midst of uh, showing my friend in the city, uh, we got down to Magneto Mile. I think we were across the street from the Water Tower at the time. Yeah. Um, I looked down at my phone because somebody texted me, and I was like, what are you talking about? Then um, I got on, on the Internet, and I seen uh, AW drop the press release that as of uh, last Friday, sorry, last Saturday, uh, CM Punk is fired. Um, I figured something was going to happen with this incident and all in, uh, because this was the second incident. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did not expect this guy to get fired, (laughs) um, hours before collision. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Uh, then of course we went to collision. Uh, we got Tony opening the show. On television and in the and in the building, um, yeah, that was the thing that happened. And uh, very weird night going for it from there because you all you had because this is this has been deemed like the CM Punk show, and so yeah. just to be in the building, to be in the building for a CM show, CM Punk show, quote unquote, in the United Center um, the day before All Out, and Punk is not there. And that's kind of like the big news hanging over us. So you' got tons of people in this crowd that are punk fans came with punk signs, um all these other things. punk signs were being confiscated. It was just like and this was also um like one of the emptiest a w crowds I've ever been in the present for like like just being there and looking at one half of the building and it was empty was just bizarre man um but Yeah, uh, CM Punk is officially fired. Um, uh, AW went on to, I think, have a very good pay-per-view the next day, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into. Um, Had a very good uh, Dynamite. So I've never been worried um, if this guy stays or goes, will this company be fine? Because the company was fine before he got there. Um, So I think it'll continue to be fine. Um, But this is just... uh, This is colossal news, like just everything about it. um, The fact that we got all of these other things that started coming out immediately because it's punk and you know what it is. We got to put out (laughs) as as many stories as possible to generate as much uh, clicks and everything from this. So we've been getting nonstop punk news. Regardless, this guy hasn't said a word, hasn't been on TV, uh, but we've still been getting countless Uh, locker room rumors Uh, we've gotten stuff about the meeting that was supposed to take place in Atlanta uh, at the at the dynamite before collision that you know well quote-unquote meeting Uh, meeting wasn't set but apparently Punk thought that there would be a meeting meeting didn't happen we got that we got the news about him possibly wanting to go to WWE Um, we've got Whatever, just tons of tons of news. We've been in, still inundated with punk stuff. And boy, let me tell you, <clears throat> we talked about this, I think, last time punk stuff came out with the collision stuff of him sending people home. We talked about this on Ask Rhapsody this week. I am tired of talking about punk drama. Yeah. I am. Yeah. It, it's, it's
2: just been ongoing for too long. I'm tired of it. It's, uh, I think we're going to have a week, a day, a something without talking about punk drama. And it gets really rough because, of course, my friend Phil Lindsay here is a big punk fan. So people want, like, anything that happens, people are like, well, what's Phil think? What's going on? We have to hear, like, what Phil thinks. So it's like, we have to talk about it. But I'm so tired of talking about it. I just want to talk about slams and spots i like spot food i like good wrestling i like what's happening on tv way too much he say she say we never know what's real we never are going to know what's real yeah so why do we got to keep talking about it i just want to move forward that saturday was wild though going from being in this person's city finding out the stuff in the city uh, i probably maybe would have waited till monday for a lot of this stuff uh, going Saturday, uh, right before, hours before this show that you're trying to get more tickets to to say, oh, this one ain't going to be here. Interesting choice. Doing that promo to start the show, though, was like, <sighs> we were sitting next to each other just like flabbergasted. There's uh, many ways to describe what <laughs> the emotions we were going through as Tony Khan was on there dropping a pipe bomb, sitting down in a chair in front of the crowd like, it was like, I put the video out. That was real emotions of like, oh, you this is cool. But also, oh, no, you probably shouldn't say that. But oh, wait, you're going to say this? Like, it was a, an emotional roller coaster to start the show. And I don't I don't know if I would have done it, but I understand. I understand. You got to rally the troops. And it seems to have worked because, yeah, like you said, the next day they put on a very, 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 good wrestling show. Uh, shout out to Meltzer. People hate these stars, but we saw two five-star matches <laughs> on Sunday. Look, I like Meltzer, man. I've been uh, I've been reading the Observer and caring about star ratings way before uh, people were mad about them. So I think it's cool when people get five stars. I think it's cool when wrestlers wrestle for five stars. I hate the people like, oh, why do these people want five stars? It's fucking cool, man. It's a cool little accolade to have on top of uh, having you know other things in life we talked to michael oku <clears throat> who said that a five-star match directly helped him get booked in more places so it's yeah. not like the 1990s when nobody cared about dave Meltzer. somebody sees you have five stars somebody sees your number one on the pwi 500 you're gonna get bookings off the top of that so you know i think it's dope
3: yeah um yeah uh opening the show that way was very interesting um he got he got into, you know, why he felt he needed to fire punk. And, I mean, listen, I personally don't feel like the guy owes us an explanation. No. You're a company. You're the owner. You made the decision. You made the decision that you felt is right for you and your locker
2: room. We got the press release. I was good there. You said all yeah, you
3: needed I, to say. I, I, look, I mean, you could go over the, the, the press, press release with a fine tune, and I think you can find things that makes you go, hmm, and ask questions. But at the end of the day, this was his decision to make. He made it. Right. So I didn't really feel a need for him to do that. And and just some of the stuff he was saying in this uh, opening, uh, it was a lot, man. The the man. whole you know, my life was in jeopardy stuff and some of the other Greg stuff. Got tough. I was like, uh, all right, man, let's yeah let's let's wrap it up
2: I think sound? that's where we we all the everybody in the crowd made a collective groan after that part it was like oh, yeah we're, we're with you Ah, i don't know if i'm with. well
3: you. Pe- some people were definitely not with him when he started this mm. he was getting booed immediately yeah. which i mean it's true you you started the night like i said this is a show that has been promoted heavily off the back of cm punk Right. in his hometown and you told people hours before the show that he was not going to be here. Yeah. We're You were going to get a, you were going to get a negative response. I yeah. think also, uh, just the response, just the response from him in that moment was, I don't know, possibly ill-advised, but you know, I'm sure there are people that are beho- above my pay grade and know more about these things that I do that, you know, did not think the same thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, on on punk not being there anymore because again the the backstage drama is what it is i think that uh a few people did not come out of this looking good punk included of course punk is ultimately the guy that did not look good here you can't really defend him you know being violent in 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 the backstage area twice Mm -hmm. um but i just don't think jack should have got on tv uh during one of their biggest events of the year and decided that was the time to continue to air a grudge with the guy i just think move on man like it's it just doesn't matter and i think that's why a lot of this stuff looks this way i think just a lot of this stuff punk included everything just feels so very unnecessary um it's it's what it is i i I felt like from the beginning if once you plop this guy back in and you don't mend certain fences. You're putting him in a situation where nothing has changed, and so you're going to be back here eventually. And that's mm-hmm. exactly where we are. And that's not to say that everything that happened the first time around at all out is totally the reason why this happened at all in. But you can see, you can see some of the things had not been fixed. You have see, you can see the dividing lines were still there, and so. Mm-hmm. Because of that, you're always going to still have tension with this guy coming back. Now, you could also say that this guy created tension regardless, but yeah. that's why I'm like, it's just it's a lot. But on my side, which is the wrestling side, which is the part I always want to talk about, um, we got a, I got a pretty good run out of this. I said this the night of um, as somebody that has been a punk fan for a long time. Did not get a chance to go to Money in the Bank 2011. Didn't get a chance to go to a lot of live shows uh, when he was there. Uh, not nah, getting to go to his debut with the company, uh, getting to be there for two championship wins, getting to mm. be there for his first promo with Max. Mm. Tons of experiences I got within two years as a punk fan. I ate well. So um I am I'm grateful for it in that way. Uh it was a fun ride while it lasted, but hey man, sometimes it'd be like that, man. Sometimes you're not here for a long time, you're here
2: for a good time, man. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Yeah, there's a lot of that that I can agree with, especially kind of on the 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 Jack Perry part. It's like if we're trying to say we're about the company that wasn't a company thing like you going out there and still holding your grudge on the hugest show of the of the of all time is not for the company that's for jack perry and that's not really fair to everybody else so that that doesn't you know uh say that punk shouldn't have done what he did but like you know it's everybody kind of played a role in it should jack perry have been fired i don't know I, i don't think so but i don't know i I, I still feel how people are saying that he should have
3: i don't really understand why people think he should have been fired too um i definitely think he should have been punished and it seems like he has um we got the confirmation uh in the scrum after all out that he's still suspended um i believe that he's been fined as well um don't quote me on that um but yeah he's been punished um Punk has been punished. I hope that uh
2: We have been punished as wrestling fans. <laughs> we <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've we've definitely been punished enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can I have a uh, break,
2: big dog? Damn. <laughs> um
3: yeah, so I, I hope that uh I hope that we move on. I know people are now waiting for Punk's response. <sighs> I just want all of this to die down. I don't think that it will. I do think that there will be still ramifications. Uh, between him and the company moving forward. um, I just don't care.
2: But look, (laughs) I'm I'm on your side too. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think it's more good than harm. I know a lot of people aren't going to think that, but I think that kind of the history of AEW, we're going to, I'm going to look back on it finally. Look, I had a good time with this. My resume is fat. right at the top of the list is making CM Punk cry in a press gram. Look, that would have never happened if the homie didn't come in. So I'm taking my big W and I'm running with it. And on top of that, he gave us a bunch of really fun wrestling moments on screen. A lot of the, the Eddie Kingston promos insane. Yes. Like a lot that work was crazy. The dog collar match with Max. Was insane. Like he did, uh, did a bunch of stuff like that. And like, he still at the core of it, understands exactly what makes a for a good wrestling show. And I always thought like for uh, the week's collision, you were saying on here, collision was your favorite show. And he had right. a lot to do with that. So like, at the core of it, he still got it couldn't get over the extracurriculars. But, you know, I don't – nobody expected him to. That's another thing, Phil. Before he came in, everybody said, do not bring this guy in. He's going to go up there, he's going to tear your locker room up, and he's going to leave in a blaze of glory. He came, (laughs) tore the locker room up, and left in a blaze (laughs) of glory, right?
3: Hey, I mean, this is kind of thing. When you sign CM Punk, you expect CM Punk to be CM Punk. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, ended on a very great, match as well. I think the Joe match at All In was really good. It's Uh, a way to go out. Joe, I feel like, has been on a phenomenal run with AEW as well. Uh, Reinvigorated his career. And I think getting to go back and do the matches with Punk, like, what is considered the best feud of his career, getting three solid matches out of that, um, and and capping it off by having the last match in front of uh, 81,000 people. That's crazy. Um, And just... I think that's a high point for him to end his time with AEW on, but boy, uh, yeah. <laughs> boy, what a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> definite, definite highs and lows. Um,
2: Some big lows though. I uh, Let me reiterate. The lows are pretty heavy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> big highs and lows, man. Like, yeah, I think he had a lot of highs on TV. A lot of lows were backstage stuff and stuff right. around him on TV because most of the stuff he did on TV I enjoyed. The wrestling, the the promos, uh, some of the feuds. I feel like he had the best feud of the year last year with MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just all this stuff around it, man. Uh, and that's the stuff that I'm the least interested in. Um, I know people are gonna go, oh, well, you're a punk fan. You don't, you don't you're not into this. Look, man, I am a guy that listened to a podcast when he did art of wrestling. Um, I remember where I was the first time I heard it. Yeah. Uh, all of these things, these are all things that in some ways I do like about him as a, as as somebody that makes wrestling in general more interesting. But at the same time, this punk stuff with AEW has gotten old a long time ago, man. I just, <laughs> I, I just am just so tired of talking about it, man. Like, those guys decided what they want to do, and it didn't work out, man. I wish right. it was different. This isn't me going, oh, well, I hate the Elite. No, I've never hated the Elite. I... I have been supporting this company since day one because I'm an elite fan. I went to all in, I was there. Like I've been there every step of the way. So I'm not an elite fan. I do. Well, I am an elite fan. I don't go to shows and boo the elite. I don't go there and chant CM Punk during their matches. That ain't the kind of fan I am. So I'm not saying any of this go, Oh, well, you know, I picked this side or I picked that side. I don't think that anybody should be picking sides here. Uh, It just, pointless but i tell you guys all the time it's what it is you don't know any of these guys you don't these are four guys that you know they've decided to move a certain way this is what they want to do so i don't i don't agree with certain things that punk has done i don't agree with certain things that they've done but didn't work out so this is where we are
2: (laughs) all right phil so we talked about it on ask Rhapsody, and you just mentioned it here a little bit about that art of wrestling Podcast: Who do you think is going to get this big after AEW explosion interview from CM Punk? Who's going to be the outlet? The homies at Wrestling? Is it going to be uh, uh, Chris Manfleet? I don't know, man. Who's going to get it?
3: Um, I don't know, man. But like we talked about, a nice gravity, high risk, high reward, very high a, risk <laughs> when it comes to who gets this uh, first
2: CM Punk interview. Uh post-AW. Because um, the last one, the Art of Wrestling one, was involved in a lawsuit. So, like, it's a big, 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 big risk of what this guy might say on there.
3: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea who gets that interview. Um, I'm going to be, of course, looking out for it because I think in some ways we all want to see what he, what he has to say or what he possibly is going to do next. But, oh man. Whoever takes that interview, man, you got to take everything that comes with that, man. You got to. We'll and, take that. You know,
2: Come over here. I'll take that. Come on, we'll take it. Cole,
3: Cole Cabana will tell you first, first hand. You know everything that came with doing two podcasts with this guy. Um, one of the most influential episodes of any wrestling podcast, uh, right. probably easily his highest viewed episode. The thing that for some people put that podcast on the map. Um, yeah. Oof. But, you know, whatever, what else afterwards he came that came with all of this legal stuff for him, uh, probably as part of what ended their friendship. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who gets that interview, but it's going to be an interesting interview for whoever gets
2: it. <laughs> I'm thinking that Lars is going to take it. Lars has a podcast. We see any time that CM Punk has been kind of involved with wrestling uh without it being like in an AW vin- uh, building or venue like Lars has been right there on the side of him. Lars has talked very much about it. I feel like that's probably the easiest route for him to take if he's gonna do that, but also like will we will do that
3: <laughs> Yeah um and I'm not so sure. I've seen people that are like, oh, he's gonna respond right away. he's seen all of this and he's sitting at home mad. I don't know the guy uh, personally. I have to assume he's probably pretty embarrassed with how this went. I can't yeah. see, I can't see a scenario where he wouldn't be. No. Um, uh,
2: like he's not laughing at home. Like, haha, I got him.
3: I, I don't think so. No, I, I, I'd have to assume he's pretty embarrassed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and my whole takeaway from this, um, again, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know any of these guys personally, but uh, just the fact that this is two incidents where uh, it turned into some anger and some violence. Um. Uh, might need to look into the fact that wrestling might be unhealthy for you, bro. Like, it might be a place where you're still triggered from things that happened years ago. Mm -hmm. And that might be something you need to investigate, man, Uh, before you want to continue in wrestling, whether that's uh, going in wrestling for the Fed or uh, I've seen people throwing Impact and NWA out there, which sounds crazy. Y'all are Uh, sick. but, But before you do any of that, I think you need to address with yourself what it is with you that it's upsetting you so much because it seems like man you might have some issues here with the backstage shenanigans man and i I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's that's based on just what anybody in AEW may or may not have done i just think that uh might be an unhealthy place for you man sometimes we love things and sometimes we got to let it go for a minute to figure out why this is causing me so much distress. But, Phil, he was
2: out for seven years. Why didn't he figure it out then?
3: Um, Well, I mean, half of that time, he was also in a legal fight with WWE that was uh, causing him to be upset. And we heard this guy for a long time when people would ask him about coming back to wrestling. This guy was like, I hate wrestling. I don't want to do it. Um, And so I think he's just got a very – rough relationship with wrestling in some ways like, you can tell that he loves it and you can tell in some ways he was having a lot of fun in AEW. but you could also see like the people part of it he wasn't having the most fun <laughs> right
2: it's like oh yeah i gotta go to work with co-workers and people that i don't like again like i can't just be at home chilling yeah it's um what an experiment man like i think uh uh, uh for us uh, also benefit is like every time we would talk about cm punk people were uh very excited about our podcast so uh the podcast game uh benefited very greatly from a lot of no, these yeah wrestling stories.
3: media has eaten it's eaten very well <laughs> off of CM Punk's name don't let anybody tell you otherwise because right if they are they are a liar um, they mm-hmm. are absolutely eating well eating well every time you report on this guy um you're seeing clicks you're seeing revenue no so yeah. and I think that that's part of what annoyed him with all in it's like all oh, you, you guys are const- constantly reporting all these st- things whether they're true or not and it's just like you could just stop talking about me <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah man I uh I guess the 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 last question before we wrap up CM Punk stuff and get into super chats and move on into other more fun stuff to talk about um yeah do you think this guy is
2: going back to WWE W? <sighs> I don't want him to at all 0% because of what you said. Like, I think it'll just like be such a hypocritical move and it goes against everything he kind of represents of like Mm -hmm. against this system. Like it doesn't even seem right. Like you just said, half of the time he was fighting a battle against them. So to fight this battle, come back and kind of get your shit off again and then go back is wild to me. I can't, see it people are just like what about these dream matches? and it's like it's way more than dream matches you guys like and then there's there you people are thinking like they are seeing these stories of him in the backstage too they do you think they're going to come over there and not do that like you know what i mean like i don't really understand from both sides i can't see it happening honestly if it happens i'd be shocked
3: I wouldn't be shocked if it happens because those guys like money. Those guys like stirring the pot. And, and getting the chance to – Is that worth it? Um, getting a chance to wag your finger, not just at um, people over there and be like, ha I told you so. We run a better shop and we're going to get this get this right. Or wag their finger at fans that have uh, chanted, and Punk at this guy for at them for years and have gotten over how they think they mistreated him and him going back there. That's a big W W for them. They uh, absolutely would try to do it if if they felt like they can make it work. Um, so I would not be surprised at all if he goes back there because they like money. I'm pretty sure he likes money. Um, I would hate it personally. <laughs> I don't. I don't want anything about it. Just because. I mean, he's. He... He's spoken for the last eight or nine years about how miserable he was at WWE by the end and how much of of a issue he was having with it afterwards. Um, The entire podcast, everything he talked about, um, just the legal stuff, him coming to AEW and not even acknowledging his time there and saying that that place made him sick. Seeing him go back there would feel like him – being kind of a fraud, like it, it would feel like a lot of stuff that he's been saying for years was a lie. And again, I know it's wrestling, so people lie all the time. But ah, oh man, I just I wouldn't like it. I'd hate it. Um, it's
2: definitely that that energy of the your cousin talking about his woman, how awful she is for like four years, and then they show up at the barbecue together, and you're like, wait, oh man,
4: <laughs> what is she doing here? <laughs>
3: Yeah. That's going
2: to yeah. be CM Punk. Wait, what is he doing here?
3: <laughs> yeah, I uh I I would not want it. I I would not want him there. Uh but and I'm sure there's some people that don't want him there. Um but yeah, I feel like this would make him look like a pretty big hypocrite if he went back there. Yeah. Um but money I'd, Yeah, money is always the <laughs> deciding factor and I think if there's money to be made, I could see him doing it. Um if he feels like he still has stuff to do in wrestling and he's not finished that's pretty much the last place for him to go that's the last place to go that's going to offer him the money he wants um, so again i would not be shocked at i think you're going to have to go through uh some hoops to do it um we do not know what his status is as far as a non-compete i saw a rumor i uh, believe that came from the observer that he probably is signed to a non-compete um and it's probably a pretty lengthy one um of course, Tony did not give us uh, confirmation on that when asked in the scrum after All Out. Um, he hasn't really spoken on any of the business side of it um, that I'm kind of curious about, that, like how much of that contract that they have to pay him out on because as far as I understand, that guy was contracted for five years, and it was a mm-hmm. pretty hefty sum of money. So yeah. I wondered by firing him, did he forfeit all of that money so There's so many still questions around that stuff about it. And, again, that's why I know we're not done with this topic at all. We will be talking about it again. Uh, but, oof, for now, let's put a bow on it. I guess let's hop let's into some forward. Super Chats. Let's yeah. hop into some Humper Chats. You know what it is. You can send us your Super Chats. If you want to send us a Humper Chat, you can send us that at slash wife.
2: All right, yeah, we're gonna get into some super chats here. Uh, Appreciate everybody for submitting. We're gonna start. Sure, they're all gonna be
3: very cheerful, and all none of this is gonna be incredibly negative or hate spewed at Punk at all. (laughs)
2: Yes. Okay. We're talking, we're starting out with uh, Deontay Swanier, our homie, saying, uh, first of all, I want to say all prayers and love to Phil. We're here for you. Second off, next strong, meet and Keith versus swerve. Just kidding, Reg. Been a lot of wrestling the last two weeks. All love boys. Y'all be easy. Deontay, come on.
3: (laughs) Next strong is a wild
0: thing to put on the channel. Next strong is crazy. Uh, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: BetMGM MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
3: Uh, I think that was yesterday I saw Roddy uh, tweeted the picture of the next strong shirt. He was like, yeah, Adam Cole, what do you think about this? And I was like, Yo, telling the a man, <laughs> what do you think about my shirt that says neck strong on it? It's wild, bro. What
2: do you think? About this?
4: What do you think
2: about this? I got the strong neck. I don't know, man. <laughs>
4: <I can't. laughs> no. no. It's
2: a wash shirt. I <laughs> homeboy says, I remember for 3 months now. Much love to y'all. The select $5 was worth it.
3: Appreciate you,
2: you. Uh, Homie Eloquent says, sucks that Santana and Ortiz are done. Yeah, this morning I just watched this uh, promo video of Mike Santana talking about um, essentially he's going moving forward alone. He's not going to have any anchors, nobody in his way, no crew, no nothing. He's a one-man band at this point. But uh not that didn't surprise me for one second cuz I knew as soon as he came back for that blood and guts match what time it was. They weren't together. They kept trying to put these people's names together. They weren't together. They weren't fighting next to each other. They did maybe one spot that whole time. We knew what time it was. This isn't a surprise.
3: Yeah, no. Nah, what what that reminded me of when he came back and did that match is um the quote from uh the the, the tribe documentary. Where Fife mm-hmm. is talking about making the love movement, and he was like, "Look, we wasn't loving when we made this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It felt yeah. that way. It felt very much like, hey, I'm here to do a job. Look, yep. I got my own separate gear on that ain't got nothing to do with this gear. I ain't wearing nothing, nothing. that matches his. My name mm-hmm. is not just Santana. My name is Mike Santana. Mm-hmm. I'm over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: this does
3: not surprise me at all, man. Did not interact with him in the entire match. They did no tag team stuff in this match. Nothing. Um, yeah, so this doesn't surprise me. I hate that um, they did not get a real run as a tag team in the company. Pretty I unfortunate. I like that's, that's a big missed opportunity. Um, I don't like that it also feels like they're airing um, what seems like personal grievances with each other Yeah, very kind of sucks, unfortunate, dude. man. But it is what it is. Sometimes people just don't get along, man.
2: And we don't – these – brothers traveled together for years man we don't know what was going on back there like we we kind of expect this like for the most part tag teams are like they're pretty they're together for a long time they're cordial they split up and it's like you know it seems like something but sometimes it ain't like that it's like yo we're tag team and i don't like that nigga no more
3: (laughs) sometimes it'd be like that man (laughs) it'd be like that
2: i don't know Alex Ramirez says, The bean better than Lockport Phil. Yeah, no, somebody
3: uh, tweeted me a a joke that I kept making all weekend. I thought it was funny. I'm sure some people that don't like the guy might not think it's as funny, but (laughs) you know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but people that don't like the guy Don't think a lot of stuff is funny uh, I think Punk a lot says, of things are very funny though I know you do <laughs> I think a lot of things <laughs> are very funny Speedpunk says you guys did a great job On stage live for episode 100 it was great seeing Will back for it Thank you Speedpunk Yeah man that was
3: a highlight of the uh, Of a uh
2: I'm like, did we get into it?
3: Of a crazy <laughs> weekend. I mean, we could talk about it more because we're going to talk about all out and all out weekend. But right. I, I just wanted to get all the punk stuff out of the way first.
2: Yeah. Um, Antonio Morales says, "Good meeting, y'all. All out weekend. Condolences to you and your family, Phil Reg. Please rate the wet sandwich. Thanks. Um, rate." I think I my mistake was getting it wet, I think. I think you have to dip it afterwards <laughs> know, to man. really get it. You're in Chicago, man. Twisted. <laughs> get it wet. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a hip-hop in Chicago-ass joke, too, man. <laughs> Yeah, okay, look. My fault was getting it all the way wet. Shout out to Twister. If I think if I just dipped it. See, this is just sounds wild all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know a good way to say any of this. 6 out of 10. All right, let's move forward.
3: <laughs> no, nah, man, look, Italian beef is a Chicago staple, man. I, I, Every time I get it, I get it dipped. And if you're not from Chicago, getting it dipped means they literally take the whole sandwich and dip it into the into the juices, put the peppers on it. It's fire. Uh, but I also understand people that don't eat it regularly like, what is this? Why is the sandwich soggy? Like, but this, this, <laughs> put it in the package,
2: man. Why is my sandwich wet, Phil? What's going on here? <laughs> But I get it. I get it. Next time, I'll be better prepared. Uh, Meet Norma. Shout out to Meet Norma. Says, uh, prayers to Phil and Fam. Reg, Subpatna. Sad to get, to see Punk get fired, but you can't be out here trying to choke your boss. Meet forever.
3: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. We did not get into that part about it, because I feel like we did throw in the, um, he felt like his life was in jeopardy. I mean, once you, once you bring that energy to your boss, um, And the story is that he lunched at him and it seems like the video corroborated that because, you know, clearly the investigation ended very quickly. This was what like a week long investigation and none of this seemed to favor Punk in any way. Uh, Yeah, if you are imposing on your boss in any way, that's never going to end well. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, never condoning that.
2: Yeah, that and I do uh, some people are being like, Oh, that's wild, but like I could see Tony Khan actually being like afraid and like he's a you know He's he not, he not out here fighting, like, bro. No, of course not. He's not even around that energy ever, besides pro wrestling, which is fake fighting. So like I'm not even yeah. mad at him for that either. Yeah. Uh Matthew Plus says, Is it really that special to have make made punk cry? Look, again, Matthew Plus it is special to have made him cry because you have seen what CM Punk has did after other scrums, like the scrums that I haven't been in shit has went wild, but the scrums that I have been in, it's been smooth sailing. It's been tears talking about the history of ring of honor, talking about all the great times. So I think it is pretty special that my great questions didn't lead to assault.
3: Yeah, man. I feel like that is a great moment in the history of our podcast. Um, you getting to ask him a question, <laughs> tearing up at it. Um, yeah, Oh, man. There, there again. What a ride, man! I this podcast would not exist without CM Punk. That is not an exaggeration. Yeah. Podcast not.
2: would not exist without CM Punk. Yeah, it's crazy. Wasn't the first pod the uh, uh with you and Will the uh, after first dance?
3: Yep, that was the that um, made us kind of look around like we might need to keep doing this because that, that podcast did well. I believe uh, that podcast is uh, uh, the start of his relationship, quote-unquote, with Tony Khan because Tony Khan was watching that episode. Um, wow. And we found that a- afterwards. I believe Tony Khan followed him after we did that. That's all off, wow. the, off the back of us doing that reaction to Seong's debut.
2: Look at I that. I could be wrong
3: about that. Maybe is somewhere like, nah, I knew him before that. So it's
2: <laughs> funny <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh Van Twinblade Blade says, at least Tony comes out and explains stuff to the people. He's not the best speaker, but at least he tries to level with us.
3: Um my only issue with saying that is that if you're going to open the show that way, I feel like he could have been a bit more transparent in the scrum the next day. And I'm sure that's partly legal stuff that he couldn't talk about, but um, no, I don't think he was that transparent leading into the show. And I don't think that he was that transparent about many things with CM Punk. So mm-hmm. for him to come out that night and say things that way, it was just like, uh, Okay well, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? And then, you know, when want answer It's like, uh, are you really yeah. explaining stuff? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, what are you really saying out here? Uh, Alexander Fitzgerald says, if Punk does an interview and trashers say the Young Bucks, I think that would hurt his chance of going to WWE. Cody and KO are close with the Bucks. Oh yeah, I saw that interview or whatever. Something um, cl- came out about him apparently going back to WWE, and he was going to be in a thing, a feud with Kevin Owens. And I was like, yeah, "Good luck."
3: <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That that was the that was the opponent that he supposedly wanted for Royal Rumble was Kevin Owens. Um, uh, not sure that's going to happen, Punker. But you know, mm-hmm. I appreciate the attempt. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it hurts his chances of going there if he goes and does anti young buck stuff in interview though, because yeah, Cody and those guys are friends with him, but those aren't the guys that make the decision to hire him.
2: Right. Right. If he if they want to be in a feud, like if they have to have a match with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, he can't say don't do this. <laughs> I mean he could, but ain't nobody gonna listen to him um irene c says while yeah. punk no, let his pride that... no go ahead no i
3: was gonna say this is a company that that the young books have said negative stuff about for years i don't think they care about <laughs> this guy saying negative stuff about them
2: <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly how i feel about it uh irene c says while punk let his pride get the best of him in the end the elite aren't innocent in all this drama but both sides screwed up and now some amazing feuds won't happen and a lot of money won't be made.
3: Yeah, I wish Coolerheads had prevailed and, you know, they had ironed things out. Maybe maybe he would have eventually gotten into it with somebody else. Maybe maybe other things would have led to him being fired because, again, um, it seems like the real justice that led to his firing was the stuff with Tony, the stuff that happened in Garuda. Um, But I do wish they had... Uh, just moved things over and moved on i know that there was a lot going into that um it's tough to be just like oh well they just punched you in the face <laughs> get over it uh, <laughs> um it's, that's a lot to ask and there was a lot that happened um uh, but i just think it hadn't gone that way um but it's what it is can't go back
2: uh neruban says uh this has been an amazing summer for me. Got to see Forbidden Door, SummerSlam and All In live in person. Let's forget about the drama and enjoy the fact that wrestling is at a boom time right now. Big time, man. There's been so many amazing wrestling events back to back. So many uh, that we tend to forget that the time that we're in because it's every it's, AEW shows tell me the most about how spoiled we are as wrestling fans because we get these amazing shows like an All In. People are like oh, that's a dynamite match or that's this. And it's like, they're thinking an amazing match is a regular TV match. Like, that's the great time we live in. And uh, uh, I went to four wrestling shows while I was in Chicago and I had a great time at all those wrestling shows. And there are some independent, some of them are big AEW shows. Like, it wrestling is everywhere and it's hot. And if it, it's sometimes just in your region is super hot. So, like, it's a great time right now. We don't have to focus on the drama. We can just focus on the dope shit that's happening. <clears throat> It's been a long time. I don't know where this fool has been all week. Jake Salazar, haven't heard any words from him. We've been worried about you. People in the other podcasts are like, where the hell is Jake Salazar? Here he is. Listen, TK is a bum. I got some chats coming your way because I got okay. some words about that little B word of a man, Tony Khan. Listen, I'm editing all of that shit.
3: Yeah, no. We, we're not on that. Um, No. It's okay to disagree with certain things, but I'm not on that. Yeah, We're not trashing the guy.
2: Right. A homie that I saw outside in Chicago. Shout out to him. Reggie Simmons says condolences to Chi-Town brother Phil. Last Saturday felt like a detox at collision and all out felt like a deep exhale. Hopefully we can move forward and focus on the wrestling now. Thank you, Reggie. Great to meet you for the little bit of time that I did. Always been a great supporter of Graph City and plenty other things that we do. So that was super dope.
3: And yeah, no, it was cool to see a lot of people um, over the weekend. I think, again, that was one of the highlights. I wasn't that enthused about being outside sometimes, but um, people were just so incredibly kind. People were so, in- so supportive of us. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to see a lot of people.
2: It's uh, you guys are honestly super amazing. That part was definitely the best part of the whole weekend. Of like I just said, I went to four wrestling shows, and every single wrestling show that I went to, somebody was like, "Righteous Rage" or "Grapsity" or something. You guys, this podcast did this for me, or this some kind of insanely thoughtful and great thing that people are saying to me and i just want to show my appreciation to you guys because walking around and people screaming out your name or saying whatever is like crazy and it's wild and when y'all want to take pictures please come and take pictures uh it's every time i'm like really like with me i'm just a fool it's great you guys are dope (laughs) (laughs) Uh, antonio morales says maybe next time reg get a gibberito instead then what's that No, no, (laughs) no. Our friend Shanika says, Can we talk about Hangman versus Swerve? Oh, we're going to get into it, Shanika. Do not worry. We'll get into that. Yeah. And then Dream Ninja says, Dream Ninja 77 says, On to wrestling. Did you guys go back and watch Payback? It was a good weekend for pro wrestling. In the ring, Trish Stratus killed it. I think they'll stir her. Possibly.
3: Um, yeah, I watch Payback. Uh, we'll talk about it. It's an our Come on. It's in our list of topics. It's uh above us on the title of this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's all the super chats for now.
3: Uh yeah, let me check and see if we have any Humper Chats.
2: Super chats, Humper Chats, Super I need to make a super chats and humper chats song, yeah. I think.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course the, the screen for humper chats is loading very slow of course um, yeah. of um, course i <laughs> see certain i see certain chats i I'll, I'll say this before i jump at this i see certain comments that are attempting to troll me you're not going to get one over on me i see you do it in our comments sometimes trying to troll me Just because I'm a punk fan doesn't mean I hate those guys. I do not hate the elite. That doesn't mean that I've been like sitting at home because this guy got fired. That's just not that serious, guys. Let's just relax. (laughs) And and as I started this episode and said, I had a lot of other things going on. So, you know, i sorry to admit this to you guys, but my entire life is not about wrestling.
2: (laughs) Not even close. My life is you uh-huh. control me on that front. I, that's all I ever talk about, and all I ever watch, and all I all ever right. do is pro wrestling.
3: Are you sure you want to? You sure you want to tell people they control you? Because they <laughs> no. Yeah, no. you. I mean, they're they're looking for an excuse to troll
2: anyway. But I'm tired of being trolled. Honestly, please redact that from the podcast and leave me the fuck alone. Oh my god, leave me alone, you guys. I don't care. All the times that you guys are. Um, retweeting trying to get your shit off i've muted that shit years ago i do not care stop talking to me i don't care i mute all my tweets legit probably five to ten minutes after they happen because i know the trolls are coming and they're gonna talk shit and they're not gonna understand what i'm saying so shut the fuck up
3: yeah i I think i think shutting up is underrated sometimes you just shut up uh, yeah. <laughs> let's see from on star wind good morning everyone in the grab city family uh this is a spirit bomb request let's come together and power up humpers and super chats I- i'd like for us to get Phil and rich enough money to get to Russell kingdom 18 i know we can do it um that is definitely a bucket list thing uh i'm not gonna say hey man fund our trip but um it would be cool to go to Russell kingdom i've never been to japan i've never been to tokyo domes so it would be a cool experience.
2: Yeah. Fly us out. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get flued out.
3: <laughs> uh, somebody definitely, uh somebody want to cut a check and uh, get out there, that would be crazy. Uh, from uh, Van Twin Blades, three things. I watch Glory Pro uh, ascend on their YouTube channel. Uh, two, can't handle what made it, what made it. Oh, sorry. Can't, can't handle what he made a career doing. Loving R.O.H. He did what Jack did times. The kitchen, or we will all get food poisoning. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm sure people are gonna turn this into Punk is just he can dish it out, but he can't take a thing. But again, I don't think I don't think that that means Jack should have gone out on their biggest show of the year and tried to air grievances over something that was over i don't think you can in one say well man why can't why can't punk just let this go but then also not admit that jack should have just let this go
2: yeah it's it's like everybody was wrong but um it does kind of sometimes feel like he's a, it's in that position of he can dish it but he can't take it it's like he did it but then somebody else does it it's 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 Different, But for him, it feels like probably the same way of like, when I do it, everybody feels like my thing is worse. Because a lot of people feels like uh, everybody was kind of playing ball, but what he was doing was worse than everybody else.
3: Yeah. And again, like I said, I don't think that anything he did justifies what Punk did. But again, I didn't agree with him doing that. And, you know, that's opinions. Um, he's been punished for it. So is what it. Uh, right. From Tony P. Uh, congrats to my boys. Hope you had fun at All Out weekend and Starcast. Sorry about your loss, Phil. Hope you are with those that love and support you. Of also red your account. Uh, uh, might not.
2: Not getting any of it. Technical difficulties are ruining our lives. So much. Can't we just have good internet around here? Ever? We're just trying to do a podcast here, Saturday morning. I'm just talking to myself.
3: You're wrong side, but <laughs> I just have to say... And wrestling's weird and the worst. From wild conspiracy theories like this was a mad plan to damage punk's mental health to fans, harassing a female fan. Y'all wonder why people look at some of y'all weird when you talk about wrestling. It's because silly shit you do and say like this. Let people enjoy the wrestling. Also, you have to respect TK for going in in front of that crowd before a collision. People are taking shots at TK, calling him a bitch, or for going out there um, are dumb Or dumb businessman, or a dumb businessman for firing him. Yeah, he could have uh, done something earlier, but he fell on his sword for his company and wrestlers, showing he was taking responsibility in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, I think multiple ways to look at it. I just think that um, you know, I think parts of it were ill advised. But again, I don't run a multi-million dollar company, and I don't have to deal with a bunch of egos. So it's it's a lot uh, and I, of course i was not in a room with any of this stuff happening um i don't know i can't speak on all of it
2: i mean he did the in in arena promo and on uh the show before on you know with the video promo and the actual collision show so i'm like i don't know about ill-advised because he did it twice like if it was ill-advised he probably would did it once and got off and he'd be like chill but he did it twice so i'm like i think that's just what he wanted to do and and the end, I'm not mad at it because I feel like it rallied. It was wild in points with him feeling threatened, but he probably did, and it rallied the the, the company. So I guess it worked. I don't know. <laughs> Great job, Tony Khan.
4: T K. Tony I don't know. Khan. Uh-
3: Uh, But yeah, appreciate your uh, Humper chats, Tony Not Tony Tony P (laughs) Uh, From Black Phoenix Brand uh, If the next phase of the Bloodline story Is the power vacuum they've left and a battle to fill between uh, The OC, Judgment Day, Hurt Business 2.0 And all other Facts, I can dig that Um, Yeah The Bloodline stuff has not been my cup of tea For the last few weeks, but We'll see where it goes. We'll, you know, as the saying goes, let it play out.
2: (laughs) It seems like they are trying to move somewhat forward with Jay being over on Raw now and them kind of separating. them. That leaves space for more things to happen, I think, in the bloodline. I just don't know if they're going to execute it or if it's going to continue to be what it has been. Yeah.
3: uh can you hear me am i lagging i can hear you at the
2: moment nope can again
3: Uh, it's not really anything i can do other than come back in and restart or or reboot as it is what it is. It's just gonna have to power through it. It's annoying, yeah. but it's what it is. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, from Tony P, uh, putting the bucks, putting the bucks six months thing. I, I have always been 50 50 on if uh, TK should have for the elite punk meeting. Um, they should have both acted like adults in the whole situation, and to, Tony the, should have pulled the boss card, however. I can understand if the elite didn't want a meeting ASAP. Feelings may have still been raw. Who knows what could have could have been said in the meeting with feelings still high. Um, it could have made things even worse. So I can understand why TK didn't want to force it. Um, I don't know. There's so much about this we don't know. Um, the whole must that we heard like, that came from the Observer, uh, I don't know what to make it up because it kind of feels like uh, – if you're telling the guy, <laughs> you're telling the guy, all right, we'll talk to you, but you just got to be on your best behavior for six months. Now, they didn't say that. Um, <laughs> they didn't say that before I finish, because I know somebody's going to be like, but they didn't do that, Bill. Um, um, if if you're putting it out there, if he would have been on, on his best behavior for six months, then we would have just had a meeting with him. Um, I don't know what that means. That could mean anything. That could have meant that you know, they could have got to that end of the six months and still not want to talk to him. Um, yeah, we just don't know, and so it's just—I don't think people should be hanging on to certain things like that because there's so much we don't know.
2: Yeah, and that's games, man. Nobody can like telling an, an adult to like, oh, with six months, like you're in timeout for six months, and then we might talk to you as a petty person. Uh, I know that CM Punk didn't take that and was like, all right, I'm gonna do great for six months. He probably was like fuck these fools. <laughs> Six months probation. Fuck off. I'll fight your little friend Jack Perry right now. Let's be Relax.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think everybody's got calmed down. And I don't, yeah. he probably didn't even know about the six month thing that has gotten reported. Again, we don't even know if that's a real thing to happen. This is just no. something that. This is just something that, that the observer reported. And again, I just don't think we should be hanging on to all of these things. Because no. we there's so so much between those guys that we just don't know, man. He say, she say. That's exactly what it is. It's hearsay. We just don't know. The Bucks have not came out anywhere and said this. Um it's just coming off of the observer report. So we just we just don't know if that's even true. Right. Um, we just that's the same thing with the meeting, because it sounds like, um, OK, well, this was the first time they were all going to be in the same place. So Punk was under the assumption um, based on something that he, he was told or heard that there could be a meeting. There was no meeting. They never wanted to meet with him. Um, and that probably wasn't going to change. Um, so I don't know. I think holding on to these things like, man, they could have had this meeting here. Why didn't they just get it done? Because we don't know the whole story man it, it, Based on everything we hear You only know like a percentage Of the story and it's not a very large one I was about to say you don't even know half the story But it's probably less than that
2: Yeah, There's a lot that is still Looming over the top of this that we don't know And I think we just kind of have to Just take it at this point We can't, we can't sit and speculate anymore Because honestly what is it If we solve all the questions and problems What is it going to do He's still not in the company anymore It doesn't matter
3: yeah, it's over. It's time to move on. Um, from Bizarro Big L. Uh, sorry to hear about your loss, Phil. Um, went through a lot watching my grandma go through all ten years. Uh, so the tone of your voice shows your love for her. Uh, loss sucks, but uh, be kind to yourself. Remember, she lives on through you. Hope you find your peace. Um, yep. yeah, she uh, she just went through a bunch of different health issues. Um, I think that was also why. Um by the end i was just like i just just don't want to see her suffering right and uh it just if you've ever gone through uh what he's talking about uh, a loved one going through alzheimer's or dementia it's difficult man because you want to have that same relationship that you had with them for your Mm -hmm. entire life and it's just not the same you can't just um talk about the talk about like memories like small things like hey remember that time we went here like they have no idea what you're talking about and it's just like hard to think about like feeling like a part of the, a part of your life has just been like erased <laughs> with right. somebody it's it's a very difficult thing to go through um, man but you know everybody's going to get old you know time is undefeated as they say um Facts. she used to say all the time uh, man when the, when God comes down and decides to snatch that last breath away, man, it's nothing you could do about it, man. You right. just accept it. And that's just what it is.
2: And, yo, you just uh, said she had a, a 90th birthday, too. Like, she lived yeah. a bunch of lifetimes at that time. Like, as a black woman, I could imagine the things that she's experienced in these 90 years.
3: Yeah, uh... Yeah, man. She lived from the '30s on. Like she's that's so crazy. Much. She's experienced so much, and she my my grandmother is from Mississippi, um, so she was there for like early uh, pre civil rights era yeah. Mississippi oh pre civil rights era South. She saw the entire thing, Jesus. Um, and and just all the things she's managed to experience. I said on this show um, when Obama got elected. She was answering her phone the entire day saying yes we can because this is a woman <laughs> that has seen it all she yep. did not believe in any way that a black man would ever be president of this kind con- of this country Shucks. um and that's why i'm like all of the things that she experienced in 90 years like i just can't imagine um and that's that's why again i'm 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 grateful that we had her as long as we did yeah uh i'm grateful that um like I, said, I had such a caring and loving grandmother that was mm-hmm. like i said Ninety years on this planet is a long, long time.
2: And their memories are gonna live on through you and the rest of your family. Yeah. So she's here um, forever. See ninety uh, years. Woo! That is a, that's that a, is
3: such a, a long, long time. <laughs> long time. Um, <laughs> I'm like
2: 60 more of this is crazy.
3: <laughs> it's a long, long time to be here. Uh, <laughs> see from uh, Tony P uh Sean and Jimmy on the hump, but why WWE has been more successful at integrating nxt to aw with roh i have a feeling adam is going to turn on mjf and, and pull the same thing mjf did to cody my karma coming for max um oh you got some more here i feel it it was the same thing last year with uh forbidden door right after double and nothing uh with this year's forbidden door being well Huh? What, be, what are you trying to say here, Tony? What's this what is this <laughs> sentence here? With this year's Forbidden Door being well better booked, I'm a ass, i I'm assuming you mean being better booked this time around. Mm. Um, what will it take for TK uh to regularly move double or nothing and all out from Vegas and Chicago? And off those two holiday weekends, I feel Chicago is
2: dried out. Um uh, he's pretty much saying like it's condensed too much at that little the the time that we just been through, just too many big shows back to back. Right.
3: Um yeah, I think the ROH thing is that they still haven't they still haven't established an identity for ROH under the AEW umbrella and Correct. I think that's the big issue here. Uh, NXT is different because NXT has always been a developmental brand. Yes, it's moved into being like a third brand and all these other things, but it's had time to um evolve and become this. Like this is still like a little bit over a year mm-hmm. with the ROH under AEW. So it just we just still don't know what it is. It's not, it's not necessarily a feeder system, it's not necessarily a place where just guys do the uh enhancement matches. Uh we just mm-hmm. gotta de- determine what this thing is, man. I think that's the issue.
2: Yeah, I think they're just two different ideologies on what it is. Like we've known pretty much from the beginning of NXT, they've been telling us these people are getting ready to go to the main roster. They come up to the main roster. We've seen NXT people become world champions. We've seen them go from the start of the system to the the main, to Wrestle main event in WrestleMania. So like, that's an established thing. It's not, a, it's weird with AEW because the fans are hardcore so like most of them know about Ring of Honor so it wasn't something you had to really like establish to them but the people that didn't know about it it feels like parts of them didn't care so it's like even if this is like they don't care about that the the developmental part they just care about what's presented to them on screen for Dynamite and Collision so it's like ROH was kind of like, what is this type of thing? And we also have to remember that this NXT thing, like a lot of it wasn't successful. Like now they, I think it's probably the best of them, like taking what they established in NXT and bringing it over to the main roster. But a lot of it, it was like, for a while, I was like, what are they even doing? Like, they don't even know how to use their own system. Like a lot of times I was like, I thought they were doing a disservice to Finn Balor of like, they wouldn't even t- talk about his great accolades he had just in NXT. They were just like, this guy's cool, but they would never tell us why. And I felt like a lot of it was like that. They started to get it right with like Bianca and kind of like the classes after them. And now I think they get exactly what it is. It's just two different ideologies. That's all it is.
4: That's
2: all it is. Yeah, yeah.
3: You have the, you have the blessing of seeing where NXT was and how far it's come. It's just different. Yes,
2: yes. Is that it for uh, Humper chats?
3: Uh, we got a few more. Mm. Uh, let's see. From Life of Deem. prayers to fill in the family. Congratulations on the live 100th episode, hearing Reg recaps, um makes me want to visit Chicago, uh, appreciate you. Definitely um, come and visit the greatest city in the entire world, don't care what it is. <laughs> um, I don't think we answered the second half of Tony's question as well. Oh. Um, uh, I don't I don't think they're ever gonna move double or nothing or all that. Only has made it clear that those are traditions that he doesn't want to move, they're gonna be yep. in the same time period and they're gonna be in the same cities. I don't think he's gonna move
2: them. Yeah, uh, I think it's it now is tough I, to
3: book travel and everything with holiday weekends and everything going
2: on. I was gonna say I think now it's like I think this has he's been they've been laying the groundwork of what they kind of want their year to look like. So like we're in the midst of it, but I feel like next year it's like okay. Now we know what's going to happen. Now you're going to know to get ready for Vegas. Now you're going to know to get ready to Chicago. Now you're going to know to get ready for London. Like it's it's the groundwork's being laid, so it seems like a lot, but it's just like you know, establishing a pay per view schedule because they they're going to want to up the the ante even more next year. Yeah. Uh,
3: see, we've got some. We've got some Jake Humper chats here that I'm sure are going to go far over the line. So I'm going to throw this disclaimer out here before I say anything. This is Jake Salazar chatting. This is not things that I feel about CM Punk because I know how you goofy motherfuckers on Twitter and other places do things. I see you try and twist things and yeah. So this is coming from Jake Salazar. These are not things that I agree with. Uh, he he says nah. Tony is a is we're, we're gonna have to do into that. grown ass man saying you fear for his life. Um, fear for his safety. You know what? You know what? If Tony stopped the leaks and when when Punk said something, we wouldn't be here. Tony needs to put those dumb ass EVPs in check. Also fire Matt Hardy. Uh, blah blah blah. Also happy seeing Punk Phil Brooks put the privileged little white kids in this place. Blah blah blah. Um, look. Again, I think the wrong takeaway from all of this is take sides, be taking anybody's side. I don't think this is uh, I'm t- punk. So all of those guys over there that have personal issues that do not affect us personally are wrong uh, because we ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't again, I don't agree with Jack getting on TV and doing that, but I also don't agree with several things punk did as well. It just is what it is. I just I'm not I'm not in the side in the. Taking sides, size business, man. And I've said that many times. Um, again, I it's, it's okay to disagree with certain things people say, but we're not doing that. Mm-mm. Listen, I'm going to say this as well. And this is the only time I'm going to acknowledge you, super, super kick party bus guy. Knock it the fuck off and stop trolling in our chats, bro. I'm not mm-hmm. in the mood. Stop. Mm-hmm. If you can't come in this chat and be a part of this chat without fucking trying to lob delusional-ass fucking shit at us, don't come in our chat and don't watch our show. I don't like to say it again. Everybody is welcome here. But again, I've had a lot of patience dealing with a lot of other stuff. Stop it, bro. Cut it out. (laughs) He's out.
2: Like, it just... Whatever, bro. Like, knock it off, bro. I'm not in the mood. He gone. We ain't playing these games. I'm like, I don't want... I don't have time for this. (laughs)
3: Um, yeah, let us, let's Let's move on. Yeah. Again, tired of talking about the punk stuff. Anyway, Let's move on. Um, let's see. I guess we can get into all out weekend because, uh, (laughs) um, what happened other than this punk stuff again, wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but a lot of stuff happened, uh, whether it be all out itself, um, Getting to do StarCast with my guys, and we got a WWE pay-per-view smack dab in the middle of this. Um, <laughs> so, let's <laughs> get into it, man. Uh, uh, I thought All Out Weekend, for the most part, was really cool. Um, yeah. Like I said, it was a lot going on. Uh, StarCast was cool. This was my first time going to StarCast. This was my first time going in a press capacity either, and, and getting to do our live show was really cool. Really great experience. Um, What do you think? Yeah, because you really went to StarCast just the day of the show. You didn't get to go the other days.
2: Right, yeah, because every time I go to one of these wrestling weekends, I always think... I'm going to do something besides go to watch a bunch of wrestling, but I can't. It just pulls me in. And everything was so fucking far that it ruined my weekend, honestly. They need to that's what we really need to talk about for next year is getting all these events not an hour apart from everyone. I don't want to drive for 2 hours of my day to try to support everyone. One, that's just not feasible on, um, I'm on vacation. Like, I can't take an Uber for an hour. Nobody wants to give me a ride for an hour. Like, we have to figure this out. This is why I wasn't at StarCast as much as I wanted to be. Because it's in another goddamn city, dude. Like, help a brother out here. That's what happened here. But beyond that, when we did get to StarCast, of course, it was amazing. Like, everybody was super great. But being on stage with you guys and kind of, I was saying, like, while it was happening, like, the moments of our show and the history of our show are like replaying in my brain. So it was like, I'm experiencing like these two things of like, it's, I can't believe we're here, but also we're here. So it was like, it was like, it was a surreal moment at the, at the time, but um, I can't think of anybody else. I would want to do that shit with, man. It was like, damn, we made it all the way here. We made it to Starcast of like, I remember listening to Conrad, talk about creating StarCast on his podcast and thinking like, oh, that's cool. That'd be probably pretty cool to attend. And then going from hearing the creation to like being on it in the fifth year was like, yo, this is crazy. And then just like having fun on stage and Nyla joining us and Kira and uh, the infantry throwing us questions. It was like, this feels like it felt like a live gravity because we've like we've had interactions with all these people before and we've had you know, we've established kind of some of what our podcast is. So, so to see it live was like, man, this is amazing.
3: Yeah, it definitely felt like a celebration of 100 episodes. It felt like a fitting time um to get all of these things kind of culminating in one place. I mean, the fact that I've sat on this podcast several times and said I'm a Sheeta fan and I met Sheeta <laughs> right before stage right before <laughs> right before like minute before we hopped on stage picture with uh, um, and just like everything else just like the culmination on our on our show and i feel like her being one of our fun our most fun guests and yeah uh her being a part of our live show uh getting to see kiera care uh was on Will Washington's ass for his uh, Doja Cat slander. Um, mm. <laughs> um, that was cool. And then it just again, the timing of everything—the fact that she was there—and last time I seen Kiara in Chicago, she was having that great match at the United Center with the. Yep. You know, uh, just seeing the Infantry and seeing uh, my guy Charlie uh, Carly Bravo, who is always super dope, who's always cool to us. Um, seeing the big Cap, who. The day before, bro, the day before somebody walked up to us and was saying that was the first episode of Grapsy Day they had ever seen. Oh, that's right. With Captain Sean Dean on it. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Captain the next day and tell him yeah. that. And he was a part of our live show. This yeah. is a really, really cool experience. And I'm getting to do that together um, in a lot of ways. Uh, not just like a celebration for what we've done for 100 episodes, but just... Um, where I feel like the three of us are in life for different yeah. ways. Right. Uh, just getting to see our friend run around with all the AEW stuff that he's linked <laughs> to now. Um getting to see him do the unrestricted live with Tony uh two days before on Friday mm-hmm. and then come and do our podcast. It's just just a crazy time period, man. Um again just really, really great experience. Uh shout out to Starcast. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You guys, for uh, letting us be a part of Starcast Weekend. So dumb. shout out, shout out to Conrad. Shout out to everybody that helped us over there with media and crest credentials. Shout out to Emily, who um, was very, very um, helpful. Throughout so cool,
2: and throughout everything.
3: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just great, great experience. Uh, everybody
2: was extremely nice on that. I, we interacted with the Starcast cast. Uh, everybody there like there wasn't a moment in chicago where i was like man fuck the shit like the whole time i was like this is great everybody's being accommodating everybody was just like what do you guys need what do you guys want I'm just like it was just such a great experience and yeah thank everybody for allowing us to have our 100th show like it all the stars aligned and we got to do this show and it was funny when we we first got there to to write oh like probably like 30 minutes before the show we didn't see nyla so nyla like comes up and just like you guys aren't gonna come to just be in nyla and it was like it felt like okay we're ready for this show you know what i mean like it was the perfect timing of like all right we're good we're gonna do this and then like to do that it was like this is perfect
4: yeah uh
3: and then you know we got a very very good wrestling show that same day uh, crazy considering all things that were going into this show um complaints about the card uh CM Punk not being on the card, uh, not having any world title matches on this card. I think we got still one of the better shows this year. Um, Wrestling-wise, um, yeah. I can't complain too much about any of the wrestling itself because the wrestling was top Fire. notch from start to finish. Like, Man. I, there wasn't a single, single bad match on this card. Uh, everybody over-delivered, in my opinion. Fine um, night of wrestling. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh, I have to give it up, of course, to my big homie. I think that was my my favorite moment of the whole weekend was seeing my big, big homie have this moment of a super duper insanely hot Chicago crowd. Again, I have to give it up to Chicago for from the second we got in there to the second we left the arena, they were hot. And that's rare, Phil. Like I go to a lot of wrestling shows where by the middle, by two-thirds in, people are done. Like We've been cheering for four hours already. I can't cheer anymore. Chicago, no. They don't play that. They were cheering from the beginning all the way until Moxley held the belt high at the end of the show. That shit was crazy. But what they did between the big homie powerhouse Hobbs and Miro and these damn meat chants and we want meat and Just people going crazy, and then Miro and the big homie having a really fun match, different than all the other matches presented. Just big, meaty man slapping me, beating each other's ass. Um, you could feel a big moment. I mean, they got t shirts coming out of this, like everything that was supposed to happen in that match, I think, over like you said, just over exceeded, and they knocked it all the way out of the park. I was just watching that, like man, this is like everything I've wanted for the big homie, and hopefully off the backs of this, something really dope happens, and I think it might.
3: Yeah, I hope so. Um, look, I've said many times, Chicago is the mecca of pro wrestling.
2: Um, yeah.
3: Chicago is a wrestling town, um, yeah. and I don't care. I've seen people say that, th- that they were going to try and hijack this show. No, I think mm-hmm. as long as the crowd is entertained, they're not going to do that, and Chicago fans are here for the wrestling, man. Yeah. yeah, this is a big punk town, but we're here for the wrestling, bro. And wrestling delivered, man. So yeah. um, seeing the fans do all of those meet chants and just like, it felt kind of like that same atmosphere uh, for Swerving Our Glory versus The Acclaim last year where the mm. crowd made the match that much better. Because uh, yep. this was a good match. I feel like uh, Miro and Hobbs worked very hard but i feel like the crowd oh, yeah. made it that much better right and, and they did they did a lot to play off of the crowd as well um the meat chants were just certain things like um revving up the comeback spots with that meat chant as well <laughs> um, so many variations of the meat chant as well Just
4: the meat chants is just fun. wild <laughs> The yeah, meat what, chance. What,
3: <laughs> what a crazy, crazy live experience! But man, it was one of the most fun matches of the night because of that. Uh, and I agree with you, man. Very happy for Hos because I feel he's needed like a signature match for a long time. He didn't win yep. this match, but I feel like he came out of it looking really, really good. Um, yes, I would be. I would be mad if they run this back, and he did get a rematch. I don't think they're going to. Um, but I, I think, think it would so. be a great opportunity for both of those guys. Um, uh, but yeah, start to finish, just a great, great show. Uh, we opened with uh, the tag match, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Well, let me get this card up so I'm not. <laughs> <guessing>. <laughs> I think we op We're I'm pretty sure we opened with uh, the Rey Ring of Honor Bebe World
4: Championships.
3: Against, yeah, going up against uh, Dark Order. Uh, Which was one of those matches that I was like, uh, I don't know, this feels very much like a TV match. Uh, It was a fun match, but I feel like all of the stuff after the match really made it worth it because we got Joe stuff, and I think that interaction with Joe and Max is something that's going to play out for the next few weeks. We got a very good promo battle from those guys this week, and Joe was being Joe. Joe is amazing, man. I thought he. I thought he had, he's come out of the last two weeks and like a massive star. Like we know he is. And it's, it's stuff that I wanted him to do on a bigger stage like WWE. So I'm so appreciative that he got another run at it. Um, Cause he's been doing the most with it. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little bit though, man, because this is the Samoa Joe. I always knew he could be like, I've known for a long, I've known since 2003 that Samoa Joe is a bad motherfucker. Like, the first time, I think the first match I ever saw of him was Samoa Joe and Loki from Glory by Honor, maybe. Really early Ring of Honor show, and they destroyed each other. And I was like, and then, like, I was hearing about him constantly online. But, you know, just seeing it, seeing his ROH title run, and then seeing the stuff he did in TNA, one of the greatest triple threat matches of all time, we all knew kind of what he was. And then he got to WWE, and it was like, injuries and all these things kept kind of being a roadblock for him, like really getting into who he was. He had some great promos people. I'm tired of you posting the damn Brock Lesnar pre promo. I'm over it, it but it, he was cooking, but he didn't really get to get into exactly what he was. I think the promo this week, Phil of him, of Max thinking he's going to get over on Joe, but Joe was a fucking pro. He's cooking Max and the crowd just like with ease it was with like, ease. oh, Samoa Joe is here. That's him. He's officially here 100%. The Ring of Honor Television Championship run has been amazing. I think everything, him being on that TV show, like it's a character and he's saying he's a king of television, but it's something lit inside of him to come back and be one of the greatest, of, greatest in the world. So to see Samoa Joe at exactly Samoa Joe is amazing. And I'm happy that he's in this feud with Max, it seems.
3: Yeah. Very much feels like he's gonna get the world title match at Grand Slam. Right. Um getting that match in New York is dope. Um I'm yeah, super happy for Joe. I'm glad that uh he's getting this uh second chance in his career. Yes. Um uh, to show people what he can do and he's he's been knocking it out of the
2: park. Um, and my favorite thing about Samoa Joe is it showed in the CM Punk match and it showed in a lot of his matches recently, he doesn't need a lot of time. Like I think People were like when he first came to AEW. People were like, "Why is this match so short? Why isn't he blah blah blah?" That's the point I think at this point. Like, you don't need yeah. you don't need a thirty minute. You, he's done hour matches. We've seen him with CM Punk. We don't. It's not the same anymore. Now it's going there. Fucking destruction, crazy wild shit. Samoa Joe being the baddest motherfucker in the world, and we're out of there.
3: Yeah, um, we didn't get too much into zero hour. There were some good matches on zero hour as well. Hangman versus Brian Cage. Mm -hmm. Um, which seems like we'll be getting again. Uh, (laughs) uh, We got a six-woman match with uh, Sheeta, Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue versus Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. Very happy that those six women made this card. Yep. Uh, um, It would have been nice if they would have got a better position on the card other than Zero Hour, but it was cool to see them in the United Center. Um, The Acclaimed also had a 6 they, they had a tag match as well. You had the acclaimed and uh, Billy Gunn versus uh, <laughs> versus Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal for the uh, AW World Trios titles. And your boy Dennis Ryman was in the building. We didn't get a chance to talk <laughs> a, a lot about him being on Collision. That was a cool moment as a Bulls fan, but also as a wrestling fan, this guy being in the building felt very much WCW shenanigans here. It um, did, <laughs> Uh, it match was what it was. It was entertaining, it was just a way to get the Ryman stuff on the card and um get Jeff Jarrett finessed into yet another title match. Um, but this was fun for what it was. Um, this was fun for what it was.
2: I saw a thing this week that was like, I think it might have been for Meltzer, and he was all Dennis. The Dennis Rodman experiment didn't really work, he didn't move tickets or pay-per-view buys. I was like, I don't think they were really (laughs) expecting him, I don't think they were expecting him to, Dave. I don't think people are like, oh, Rodman's nah, going to be there. i got to pull up.
3: Nah, Dennis ain't need a needle mover like that, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't think that they were trying to use Dennis Rodman as this huge that. selling point. Because who was that for? Like, the 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 basketball fans were not going to pull up. Like, oh, we're going to Dennis Mar- Rodman? No, no they no. were not going to show up to see him do this wrestling stuff. And most of the wrestling fans um, weren't going to pull up for Dennis Rodman. I'm sure, like I said, if you were a WCW fan and, you know, you can get your jokes off at the NWO stuff and other stuff, yeah, sure. But I don't think this was going to sell tickets, man.
2: No, <laughs> this wasn't it. This wasn't like the, oh, we don't got CM Punk. Let's try Dennis Rodman. No, I don't think that's what they no, were No, I don't think for. that's
3: what they were trying to do. Uh, Yeah, the second match on the main card, we got Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. Very, very happy. Shane Taylor got his position on a card at a big pay-per-view at the United Center. I also saw him wrestle with the United last year. Not last hmm. year, but last time they were here because uh, he was doing the Ring of Honor matches uh, connected to Collision. But I was glad to see him get a match proper on this card, and I thought that he proved himself for fans that have not seen his run with Ring of Honor, have not seen his television terrain. I thought he proved that he could go and that there's so much more you can do with him.
2: Yeah. my only co- I thought Shane Taylor did, did great. My only complaint about this is I wanted these two to have a face-to-face uh, in-ring promo like that's the only thing that i thought because they're so both so strong and shane taylor had a super strong promo in the lead up to it and i was just hoping that they would get the in-ring samoa joe shane taylor going back and forth but it didn't it's all right i thought the match exactly like you said i thought it did exactly what it needed to do for shane taylor and it's seeming like pretty soon we're gonna have to get this television championship off Samoa Joe because he's just he's going too high it's like all right we gotta we gotta do something over there with him because he's cooking and Shane Taylor is one Dalton Castle uh Mark Briscoe there's a couple of guys that I think are going to be the successor to Samoa Joe so this was good
3: yeah uh we also got uh Luchasaurus (laughs) I just want to get that (laughs) correctly Luchasaurus Christian gonna come through champion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> defending his belt against darby allen darby allen is still uh a, a, a guy that every time he comes out there i'm just like darby it's okay man we know you can bump
2: we got some you bro we've seen it you've done a bunch of crazy ones bump. and we like it
3: <laughs> yeah some of these crazy bumps we've seen him do i'm just like it's it's okay man it's just uh but he's so good at um, he's such a great baby face because he's so good at uh, coming back and surviving all of these things and still remaining in this match, um, showing his tenacity. And I think that is the thing that kept this match being um, uh, electric with that crowd throughout um, Luchasaurus. I think people do not give him the credit he deserves as a worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do the power stuff. He, he moves really well. I thought this match, this match was killer, man. Um, again, Darby don't have bad matches, man. So, um, And we've said it <clears <clears many <throat> times <throat> on
2: this podcast, Phil. How over is Darby Allen? That guy
3: is <laughs> Super <crazy>. over, bro. <laughs> Super over.
2: When he comes <laughs> yeah, was, out, it's like, Christian's yo. Internist. Christian's
3: uh, media scrum stuff was also very funny.
2: Uh, him talking about what did he say when he got in there? Something about your father's or somehow your father's doing. Or <laughs> he's like,
3: how, how, "Hey, everybody, how's your, how's your dad's today? Hope everybody's father's are doing well." Um, yeah, nah, it's he, a goddamn uh, menace. He was very, very funny in the in the press room, um, and you know he's been entertaining as a part of this uh, act as well. I'm not gonna acknowledge you as TNT champion. Louis Torres no. is TNT champion. Christian Cage. Yes. yes. Uh, but all of this stuff is very funny. Every time he slips up and says, "I am champion," and he has to go back and say, "Well, well, uh, we're," <laughs> it's like united. It's not even we. It's him,
4: <laughs> the champion.
2: Do you think before we get off of Christian that his brother is gonna be here anytime in the next three months?
3: Uh, I don't know. Uh, it sure seems like Edge uh, could go there and have a tag run at some point. Um. I don't know. No mm. question there and there, he will be a free agent at the end of this month, uh, according to him. That's not according to Serb or anybody else. He says right. his contract is up at the end of September, so we'll see.
2: Tony, I can't um, see Tony Khan not offering him a bag.
3: Yeah, I I agree. Um, especially with what's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see Statlander. Ruby Soho was also very good. The next match on the card was the highest match but we went into. one. Um, I thought Statlander and Ruby came out here and did very, very well. Um, can you guys hear me?
2: Uh, it's, it's good going a little low. But I think he, yes, it feels like maybe some got unplugged or something. I don't know. What an annoying Catch a break, man. Uh,
3: Everything is still
2: same thing. We're gonna have to power through it again. Yeah, right. um, it feels like it's connected.
3: I right, just gonna have to power through I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do, man. At this point, we're too far into the spot. I can't just keep coming in and coming out, whatever. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I thought Statlander and Ruby Soho was really, really good. Um, I thought that uh, Ruby needed a match like this because not just that. Uh. Not not just that she hasn't managed to win a title yet, but I think for a lot of people, uh, she came in so hot. She came in with like so much um, fanfare from not just the fans, everybody involved. That this felt like a big and so felt like she needed a big match to show like what she can do as a singles wrestler again to remind people. And I thought this did that. I mean, this wasn't like this long match. This was kind of a sprint. I it was very good.
2: Uh, Statlander, look, I, I'm like, the Ruby Soho match, that was fun. But, God damn, this Dynamite match with Emi Sakura, bro. Woo! Oh, my God. Statlander, we all kind of know what Statlander can do and how great of a pro wrestler she is. But she hasn't really been able to show it exactly with uh, her return and being the TBS championship, t- TBS champion. But these last two matches and this match with Emmy Sakura on Wednesday, bro, she came to show exactly who she is. Hard-hitting, fucking charismatic, just, like, understands all the aspects, gets the little things. It's been a really good week for Chris Statlander, I think. And I think off the backs of that, we're going to get some really good stuff. But I know you were pretty disappointed about Ruby Soho. <laughs>
3: Definitely wanted. it, that is not a great run. Um Trying to... Now people are saying they can't hear me at all.
2: Oh, uh, damn it. Uh,
3: I don't know. Can you guys hear me?
2: I can hear you, but I don't know what I, what the people are saying.
3: I think it's, it's got to be internet, because like I said, everything is still connected. I haven't... I've literally not touched anything I
2: Do you want to back out, or you want to just keep going? Yeah, I'm going to have to back out. All right. Just go for it. Just go for it. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Righteous Rich. Um, yeah, I'm going to just talk a little bit more about that uh, match. Actually, I'm going to talk about the uh, kind of what goes off the backs of that, because they announced that... At Dynamite, they're going to have a four-way elimination match with uh, uh, Nyla Rose is going to be in it. Britt Baker, Kakaro Shida, and Tony Storm, and the winner of that is going to face Soraya at Grand Slam. Um, the women's division, I think, can be in a really good place coming off of what we've seen recently. I thought that was a really big moment for Soraya, but we got to move forward. We got to move to the next. Um, the next thing only thing is i'm kind of frustrated about how they're booking this match again because it's like we kind of just got the three of these women uh specifically brit um tony and Sheeta, in this previous match and it's like well there's other contenders here like are we going to keep ignoring that athena exists in this lexicon or we keep ignoring that willow nightingales out here if we are like just tell me so i keep stop getting my hopes up but uh The women's division can be a little bit frustrating. But again, I think the things that Chris Statlander did this week really showed that she is ready to uh, take the ball and go. And if she keeps doing this dominating thing on collision, I think it's going to be good for her in the long run. You're back, Phil. I
3: am back. Uh,
4: Mm. Maybe.
3: But yeah, I thought the women's match was good. I thought that. uh... <laughs> I thought that, uh, mm.
2: I think Phil's back. Possibly. Should have probably just passed. Just leave.
3: Can you hear me? Is it still lagging? I don't know. I
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're here. I don't
3: know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the stuff with the Outcast that played out in the match was fine. Um, But yeah, I thought the Tony Tony Storm um, appearance we got was good. Tony is still the best character in the division, so it's good to see. it was good to see her show up and it's good to see that we're going to get a payoff of the stuff from all in.
2: Yeah. I'm excited about Tony storm's character uh, that I was getting into it when you backed out about um, the title match or the the contenders match that they have coming up and with storm and Nyla and Sheeta and Britt Baker saying that I don't really know what the direction that they're going to take with that. Like, I feel like, like we're talking about here, Tony Storm's a, the hottest woman character, like by far feels fills at this moment with what she's been doing in the last couple of weeks. It's like, do you put the title back on her? We kind of just got it off of her. Uh, also the best kind of thing about her character is she's in distress all the time. So if she wins, like does, does that take away from the character? Maybe we just like her being this angry kind of lo- losing Vixen on the way out or whatever. So, um, and also like should it go back to Sheeta? I, I know it should not stay on Soraya. Like we like that big moment at Wembley. I think she got it, the the song and everything, but like she can't be the AEW women's world champion moving forward, right?
3: Um yeah, I don't think Tony needs the belt at I think Tony is fine as a character. I just think that they gotta iron out like just they've gotta iron out certain things with Division, and as I keep saying, I think consistency is more than anything. Right. Um. Yeah, but I think next up we had uh, after the women's match we had rap match, which I think was easily one of the best matches on the card. Uh, I think Ricky came out as looking like a massive star. Brian is Brian. Um, I will never get tired of seeing wrestling in the United Center, um, but man, getting Final Countdown oh. in the United Center was special. man, it was special.
2: I uh, I've experienced a lot of wrestling entrances, a lot of moments, a lot of great times. But the final countdown in the United Center, you guys, let me tell you, this was an out-of-body experience, something else. I never really because you know I loved Brian Danielson's uh Ring of Honor title run. The final countdown, I've been wanting him to have this thing for a while. I never thought I'd be able to experience it in that setting. And man, oh my God. Just all of us like collectively freaking out, knowing this song and and belting out the final countdown like that's a top 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 wrestling moment for me before the match even started Phil, like i was already in like you could have did anything after that 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 entrance was crazy and then they get to the match and bro ricky starks i think has had a bunch of performances of like he's the guy we kind of know he's one of the next up one he's he's right there on the cusp like this is the match for him but this match right here I say it all the time. It's Brian Danielson. He could wrestle a goddamn broom. But when you are able to have a Brian Danielson match, a signature Brian Danielson match where he beats the absolute living dog shit out of you, and kind of come out and that promo he did after it too, that they played this week, uh, Ricky Starks did, where he was saying that you telling me that I'm gonna that that I'm yeah. eating, but you're not really feeding me and all that, and just like really was cooking. This was like an all star performance. All star uh, post match promo. And I'm really interested to see where they move forward with Ricky Starks. But you got to give it up to Brian Danielson, the greatest professional wrestler of our generation. It just shows how important of a uh, uh, character a wrestler a backstage everything that he represents you could see it when he's on the shows uh but most importantly when the bell rings it's like this is brian danielson we're seeing something special i'm super excited to see what they do with him at this wrestle dream show and kind of anything that they do moving forward because everything that he's done in AEW has been like all hits
3: yeah For sure. Um, This match was really, really good. Really, really brutal match. Um, Everything you would want out of a strap match. Um, I did think it was um, a wild coincidence that um, the last time we saw Brian in a strap match, it was with Bray Wyatt as the Fiend. Uh Um, Uh So in some ways, it was kind of like a cool nod to Bray. And and I don't think that I don't think it was intentional, of course, but right. Um, Just the fact that when you really think about it, the last time he had a strap match, it was a very good strap match. Um, It was with Bray Wyatt. Um, And Ricky, I think Ricky has been doing really good on collision. I think he needed a, a, a match that, you know, cemented this turn. And I think his heel turn has been tremendous for him. I was on the fence about the heel turn at first, but I think it was the right move. I think it has helped him out a lot. Um, I'm very much looking forward to see what he does on collision moving forward. I think he's going to be a big asset on Saturday nights and, you know, hopefully uh, they've got some big stuff planned for him. Um, I think the fact that they ended the match the way they did tells me that they, d- that they
2: do. See, Phil, you said he'll turn, but I don't know they, that I saw two baby face things. One, the way they ended that match and two, that promo that this was baby face stuff, dude. Like hmm. it, it's like, there's that fine line between your uh, cocky baby face heel and you're actually spitting kind of facts here. And like all the fact like he was spitting and it's like, wait, this is not You're telling the truth. though. like, these are real. You do deserve this moment. You have been fighting and clawing. You have been. You do. You, you are where you are and you are what you are. So it's like, I don't know if the full heel thing is going to be the direction that they take because people are pretty into Ricky Starks coming off of this
3: yeah I don't know i I do think he make a point good point. I'm not sure if he is uh like a traditional baby face who is at the moment <laughs> but yeah uh but i I think everything he's done from like winning the on on has been really really good for him
4: um and
2: speaking so. of somebody that benefited from your homeboy I mean these couple of weeks of him on collision getting to go toe to toe with this guy and having feuds and matches with them also up to stock pretty high too I think.
3: Yeah. And I, I think if I think of the thing we're supposed to take away from Brian getting this match and replacing on the card and seemingly replacing him as like a de facto creative influence over there. I think that's a good sign for collision, because, I mean, if yeah. you're going to get anybody over there to help on collision, that's a massive star. That's Brian makes a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. um, that is that is good news for collision. I hope that um, the show continues to be good. I hope that it keeps the same kind of tone and pacing. Um, uh, we got. It's cr- crazy to think of this as a cool, cool down match, but we got, uh, <laughs> it kind of it basically was. A cool it was in between, in between this and the and the Kenny match. Um, but we got Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli, Willie universe versus uh, Eddie Kingston and Cassie Spider. Uh, Will not get tired of seeing Sh- uh Shibata wrestle in person I've seen him wrestle in person three times this year Which sounds insane to me I would have never <laughs> guessed that at the beginning of this year um, right. If he would have told me Going to Forbidden Door last year Not just getting the surprise that Shibata was there And hearing his theme music in United Center For the first time That I would be sitting there like a year later Watching him wrestle It's crazy. I would have gotten that completely wrong um, And was he a was fun- in the cool
2: down match <laughs> Yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's again wild to think of this as a cool down match, but this was uh this essentially a cool down match. It was it was uh it served its purpose. It's um, kind of like a palate cleanser, if you will. Yeah. Um, I this was this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this match a lot. I continue to enjoy Claudio Castagnoli's heel work. I love that Fire. he's just like no, just flat out. I am better than you, and I'm getting the ring and beat you. It's some of the same stuff that I'm enjoying about Gunther in a moment where he doesn't do anything that's really that flashly. It's just nope. like nah i'm gonna beat you one two three that's it and that's how this match ended it wasn't like anything dramatic it was just like no i told you what it is yeah <laughs> get that out of here
2: <laughs> y'all playing games i've been saying for weeks that eddie kingston does not have anything on me and i'm gonna beat his ass and show him this is uh also an eddie kingston being like i don't care about nothing in the world but fucking this nigga up at all points of the day that's what's great about this. Um just seeing all these four kind of interacting you to continuing to build the stock, I think is great. This was, we were saying a, a cool down match as, as a funny thing. It was, but like, I mean, it still was a great match.
4: Yeah.
3: Very good match. Um, like I said, served its purpose um, to get these two teams on a card and, you know, I feel like it was a great way to pace the show to put this yeah. in between the matches that we got, both five-star matches. The fact that this was sandwiched in between two five-star matches is... Can't
2: believe this.
3: It's wild, <laughs> but I mean, might as well get into it because I felt like this was the match of the Woo! night. Yeah. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Omega. These guys tore it down. Jesus this was amazing. I, I I, I feel like we've said a lot about how great Takeshita is on this podcast. It was no surprise, but... If you're not on board with Konosuke Takeshita at this point, buddy, you better get on board, man. This guy is incredible. Um, he he pulled off several things in this match that were just like, what the top rope, top rope, like,
4: bomb, yeah, top rope, like
3: insane, like these Yo. crazy feet athleticism and like strength and his German suplexes always look perfect. And, and he oh, just happened...
2: died like five minutes into the match with that German suplex. I was like, oh, yes.
3: It, it just <laughs> happens to be in there with one of the best wrestlers of our, of our time, Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega showed out, but can those to beat this man essentially clean? He did. He um, did. Yeah, just so many great things about this. Omega coming out with the homage to his uh, DDT gear was also cool, mm-hmm. um, because we do have like the DDT references here uh, to catch this from DDT wrestling. Yep. So yeah, this was uh this was fire, man. Like I said, this was the match of the night for me.
2: Phil, this felt like a big Japanese match. This felt like the big like when Kenny was in. New Japan doing those epic matches with Okada and Ishii and like this felt like one of those this felt like Japanese Kenny and the way that they paced the match the way that they were striking the way that all of it combined and Takeshita oh my goodness (coughs) all-star performance my guy I know it's Kenny Omega in there and it's hard to not do it but when you do like some people just get it differently and the way that he time this timing and spacing and the way that he throws his strikes and the way that he did that blue thunder bomb that I'm still thinking about on a constant repeat is like, this is what we were expecting from when they announced this match. It was like, well, we, they've been building this match for a long time and we've all been like, when they finally do this match, the shit's going to be crazy. They did this match and the shit was crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very good match. I agree. This was very much like a Japanese uh, style match. Um, Kenny, as a singles wrestler this year, has been Bro. tremendous. He's just been—he's been incredible. And he's—he's he's one of those guys on on the list of uh, contenders for wrestler of the year easily. Um,
2: Bro, Brian Danielson in a five-star match, Shibata in between, and then Kenny Omega in a five-star match. Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson on the same damn card. That's how spoiled we are. And they both had five-star matches, bro.
3: Yeah, this was... This is crazy. Can't say enough good things about this match. Um, Followed it up with uh, Bullet Club Gold, uh, our guys, the Guns, Bang, 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 Gang. Not not Uh, our
2: guys. Don't say that.
3: Well, my guys, the Guns, and uh, Jay White, and uh, Rock Hard Juice Robinson (laughs) um, going up against the team of how can they coexist ftr yep and the young bucks this was a very very good match i feel like this is this is a
2: cool down match too <laughs> this
3: is one of those matches where i was saying these guys over delivered they yeah. over delivered i i like you i you know off all, all eight of these guys are great and you know that they can put on a good match but i feel like they went out of their way to have a tremendous match uh to follow up kenny omega um i all of this stuff that we got between the bucks and fdr was really good how are these guys gonna work together turns out they work together really really good um yeah. they were uh fdr was doing kind of the same stuff that they've done in the past in their in their re- uh revival and diy rivalry where they uh helped and did the other team's finishers with them right um uh, Juice Robinson just continues to be one of the most entertaining wrestlers in the world, man. Um the Jay White is Jay White. His counter wrestling is impeccable. Like the, the way this guy works, like, man, just perfect heel work from the way that he plays oh. up to the crowd, the way he counters, the way that he he taunts. Man, I can't wait to see him get a single Brian, man. He's gonna, he's gonna be tremendous. Exactly
2: what I was about to say. I'm like, I'm loving this. Like, this guy's making me a fan of the goddamn guns. Somebody cut that from this. The work that they're doing, (laughs) the work that they're doing as uh, the Bullet Club Gold is so good. But every time I see Jay White do anything, I'm like, yo, this guy is on another level. That's like good pro wrestlers that get stuff and then there's great pro wrestlers that are just you any to any moment that they get he's in the match for two minutes those two minutes are gonna be fucking bomb the fire shit so i'm so ready for his singles run that i'm like yo whenever they really go in on him because like max like there's so many uh feuds that are just there for Jay White to have that I'm just ready to get him. But I honestly what they're doing with Bullet Club Gold is like pretty fire. for them to get another win here and kind of let them talk some more shit is like all right, I see it.
3: I see it. Big W. I feel like they needed this to move the the elite and Bullet Club Gold feud forward because I don't think we're right. done with that feud. I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get some more big matches with that. I'm sure we're gonna get Kenny versus Jay White at some point this year. Yes. Um I'm sure we're going to get the guns versus the Bucks again sometime this year.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a juice going up against Hangman at some point. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a very very good match, and it it left me very excited to see what all these guys are going to do moving forward. Um, but then we ended the night with a banger, man. Again, this could have easily ended up a five star match as well. Yeah, these guys. These guys killed it. Mox is uh, Mox is the heart and soul of this company, man. Like yeah, he is. I know that he's, he said that in a promo with our guy that's no longer there, and he shot back at him with a great comeback. But he is—he's the heart and soul of this company. I, every time you've asked this man to step up and step into a main event spot, he has delivered, um, and it made so much sense for him to be going up against a guy that I feel like has carried this company in a lot of ways on television. As the best champion in the company, um, in Orange Cassidy, and I just that promo he cut this week where he's saying, Look, man, I know you've carried this company in your back, Mox, and I respect you for that, but I want to relieve your weight and I am going to carry this company into the comp into the future. I'm saying it right now Orange Cassidy will be AEW world champion one day. I don't know when, but he will. He's just too good, he's just too over with the fans. He's one of the greatest workers on the roster. It's gonna happen. And I thought all the storytelling they did in this match was really, really good. The fact that he couldn't rely on his orange punch. That's been mm-hmm. the story for weeks. And the fact that Mox brought all the violence and everything you'd expect. and Orange, orange hit the
2: uh, the orange punch in the spear like Roman. I loved it. Yes, yes.
3: Orange, <laughs> orange survived everything Mox threw at him. Just like his title reign, he has outlasted all of this stuff. But at some point it's just, you, you can't outlast everything. The every, I mean, the spot where he was doing his trademark kicks with his, with his uh, hands in his pocket, and then he powered up out of it and started Ooh, doing real kicks. Such, fire. such a cool moment, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was an excellent way to end a fire pay-per-view um, with an amazing moment and a great send-off for Orange Cassidy's title reign. Uh, didn't quite make the year mark, but um, over 300 days, over 30 title defenses, man. What an incredible run.
2: Yeah, I think that this was the perfect way to cap off Orange Cassidy's run because it could have went one or two ways. Orange Cassidy could have defeated John Moxley, and it would have been a great stamp on an amazing run. Or the way that it went of, you beat everybody here, but now it's time to meet the fucking big bad wolf. It's John Moxley, the heart and soul AEW. You can't get past this guy because he's everything. And Moxley gave him everything. And I think it was the right move for what's going on right now. I didn't want them to get to that accolade that we're going to talk about accolades here on the show. Um, <laughs> somebody, I thought that got there in a good way, Uh differently than this, but I didn't want them to just get the orange Cassidy's, uh, year range just to say they did, that they, they did. So, um, this match was amazing. John Moxley, uh, after all we saw on this show, Phil, it's hard to follow that man. Like we just saw two five-star matches, dude. Like, how do you follow that? They know how to do it. They did it. Uh, orange getting fired up in spots where he usually doesn't just like made the match so greatly. And I think that this run Exactly what you're saying. This run of him being the international champion, having 30 plus defenses, being the guy, the MVP of the company shows that he's going to be AEW world champion. That shit, like, if it was a trial run, like, you, excellent. You, you can, did you it. you got like, something
3: in this guy, man. Right. I don't want to hear no more of the jokes about this guy's gimmick and everything. You can't. This you guy, can't say that anymore. Orange is that dude, man. And again, I he will be AEW World Champion someday. I don't know when, but it it will happen, man. He's just got it. He's he's got the work. He's he's got it in ring. He's got the character work. He's shown over the last few weeks that he can cut great promos. Yes. Um, you constantly see kids cosplaying as this guy. Yes. That's the kind of guy that you want representing this company. It's gonna yeah, happen okay. at some point. Um, but. Yeah, really, really good show. I've seen the discourse. We've seen our friend on Unrestricted say that he feels like this is the best all out ever and that this was better than all in last week. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. And it almost feels like he is in spirit on this episode because we'd have these conversations all the time where I'm like, bro, you are just such a prisoner of the moment. You can't let the moment pass. <laughs> and let these things, you know, grow into classics. Man. No, you our friend call it is
2: the, like, right? Uh, the show, ding, ding, ding. That's the show. Where he's like, that's the best show we ever put on. And I get it. I understand. Like, yeah, yeah, like he's,
3: that. he's, he's definitely was excited <laughs> in the moment. I understand why for me, all out 2021 is still my favorite all out. Um, I don't know if I can say, I personally think that's the best all out. Um, but again, we got to give these things a little bit of time to age. Um, personally, for me, I think it's all out 2021. Um, but you know, it's subjective, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, it, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> we don't have to. We don't even have to say what's the best and what's the worst. But I understand that everybody has to do that. Like, yo, I just saw a really great wrestling show. That's where I'm landing with it. Like, I'm not going to yeah. compare it to anything. One because I wasn't at any of those All Outs. This is my first All Out, so I'm just like, yo, this
3: is. It a great was show. your first All Out. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Uh, yeah, first one. I yeah, I've been to a few, and like I said, this is uh this one was very very good. I think the thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that there was no world championship there was some of these things that I felt like made it feel like a lesser card than all in right um but I don't know, man. I think overall wrestling and stuff, like pacing wise and everything, this was probably the better show in terms of what felt like a bigger show and what felt like like the show to to order out of the two. If you had if you had the choice, I would probably say all in. Yeah, Um, I I, I, I think so too.
2: Yeah, and I think that uh kind of what 21 all out represented and how the show ended, they just like are different. Mm -hmm. This was just like We're going to have great wrestling and they had great, but this is the all out show this week or last week was just like exactly what AEW does all the time. Like we said, you coming into the show, we're like, what is this card? What is this? I'm not going to order this ball. All these people saying all these things. And then they do the show and they execute. We get two five-star matches. Like the second (coughs) half of this, the second half of this show was top notch. And it's like, that's, what's always going to happen. I feel like in AEW, I don't know if we're gonna, I feel like I'm like, let's just, not stress out about matches and stuff building in a pay-per-view. Yeah. But we have to though we get we can't we we have to still want stories to build. We have to still want things to progress a different way. I don't know if Tony Khan's gonna listen to any of y'all, but you know we still have to put it out there.
3: Yeah I I mean he spoke a little bit about discourse around pay-per-view builds and the media <laughs> scrum. I didn't totally ag- he agree say? with um I I don't remember all of it verbatim but um he was just like some of it is overblown because just that's just not how wrestling in in this era works. Like, yeah. and I, I understood what he meant. Some of it I didn't agree with, but I also agree that some of this stuff gets very much overblown. Um, and he has pulled out some fantastic, um, shows out of a uh, meager builds a lot, and I mean, really, double or nothing. If I had to pick, is probably the. the the worst AEW pay-per-view of the year. And that's not because it's a bad show, but in comparison to every other AEW show this year, I think it's dead last. Uh, but even with that said, that was still a sh- good show. They haven't no, had a bad show sure. this entire year, I don't think. Uh, uh, not a And big that's, show. Why, that's why I'm like saying that that was the worst of the shows so far this year. It doesn't even feel like that's saying a bad thing because like I said, they've delivered every time they've had major pay-per-views this year for the most part. Um, even if the build is not what people want it to be, it's still been a really good show. Um, and I thought they followed this up with a very good um, dynamite because we've had that uh, criticism of them for a while, where all oh, coming out of a pay per view, we get yes. like a lackluster dynamite. <laughs> this was Very good dynamite. This was this was awesome.
2: refreshing, honestly. Like, damn, yeah. they finally yeah. executed after a pay per view. Jesus.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was very good. We got the swerve and hangman stuff, which. <sighs> I feel, I almost feel like I'm being biased because I've said many times that I am I'm a swerve <laughs> fan. Um we've we've had him on this podcast many times. Um, and we've talked very highly about the guy. I've been saying for the longest, pull the trigger on this guy, Bullet. strap this guy up. Bullet. If you if you were a detractor though, this proved far and away that this guy is ready, man. Um, he yeah, he from start to finish, I thought he cut an incredible promo. Um, All of the character stuff he's been doing, bro. We got to have a conversation at some point about his heel work as well and how people are underlooking him as one of the better heels in wrestling right now. Max. Bro, this guy is ready, man. Again, I I can't say enough. This guy is ready. (laughs) Move (laughs) this guy up. Put some singles gold on him. This guy is ready to be a main eventer, man. If this is the feud that gets him there, I'm ready, bro.
2: Yeah, I think this is kind of the moment we've been waiting for with Swerve because we've known, like, uh, Phil and I have talked at nauseam about how great Swerve is. I uh, said, I and ha- we'll say to the end of time, I'm in this position. Swerve is part of the reason that I'm on this podcast. There's five pillars yes. of black wrestling, so I like to describe them. And Swerve was one of the guys where I was like, I have to start writing about wrestling, and now I'm here because of what he did. So to see, I think the best part is to see Everybody else kind of catch up and be like, "Damn, this guy is great. So like being paired up yes. with the top guy, hangman is a top guy, puts him in a different light, puts him in a different position. And for, I got to shout out hangman for giving swerve the the time. Cause he could have, this could have been a back and forth thing, but like mm-hmm. hangman just sat back and let him, let him get cooked. Pretty much <laughs> like cook me for five minutes. I'm going to just chill <laughs> and Swerve <Yo>. served and <laughs> let him have he, it for a lot of it. He
3: did so much in his promo he not only got his character stuff on over he not only showed people by far that this guy can cut get promos because i feel like a lot of black wrestlers get put in this same uh, oh, box and it's always people like but can they cut a promo yeah i feel like this was him emphatically saying shut up um <laughs> In a lot of ways, he even this
2: uh, uh, Chicago youth out there, Phil, threw a shot at, at,
3: at your people. He did.
4: I, was like, I, mean,
2: uh,
3: I feel you. I just is like, oh, hold on,
2: hold on a minute,
3: hold on. But he, then he, I mean, he kind of ethered this man. Like he, he took did. everything that has been said about this guy online, everything that has been said since he lost the W, the AW World Title, and he brought all of these things back to the light. He he, he, he got to all oh, he got to all of it. He 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 was like, "Yo, you doing charity, man? That's what you doing. <laughs> if you're not ashamed, I'm ashamed for you." Word. It <laughs> bro was like, "Man, you a big
2: man, it, and you're on the pre-show, my dog. You're on the pre-show,
3: bro." Yeah. Patted this man's belly in front of Ooh. thousands of people. It was <laughs> like, "Man, <laughs> what is yo?" Nah, he cooked this guy. Thoroughly Man. cooked this guy. And then the second, he looked like he was going to get a response. Um, Brian Cage Lariated this guy out of the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. was line this guy out of the building. It was and then and then they basically was like Swept us over this guy. Kicked us yeah. on him. Like, nah, yeah. uh, he cooked this guy. And I, and, and I see people like, man, he was really in that casket for two weeks. I was like, yeah, he, he came out with a shovel digging a hole for your guy. Ready to throw him right up in there. Like, stop playing with us.
2: Swerve is funny because he lightweight looked like Thriller Michael Jackson. I'm like, this nigga really has been in this casket for two weeks.
3: Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, stop stop playing with this guy, man. He gets it. it.
2: Every Every aspect, he gets it.
3: Yeah, no, this was this was exceptional. Um, and I'm very excited for this uh, feud as well. Like this is a first time matchup at AEW. Um yes. I, I think it makes sense for him to go after a day one guy. And if you want to prove that you can be AEW world champion, this is the guy that started this company from day one saying, I will lead this company as champion, and he got to the top of the mountain and beat Kenny Omega. And so yeah. an, and so in order to prove yourself, yeah, you got to beat that guy. You got to say that his opportunities should be my opportunities. Man, but again, that's why I'm like, he touched on so many things. It's not just that he ethered this, man. It's not that he proved that he could be, he can cut promos and he could do character work. He also was like, nah, if I was getting what you were getting, I would be the first black AEW world champion. Yep. Just so many things that I appreciated about this. Hangman, as he was saying, nodded his head like, eh might be mm-hmm. right might, might have it. a point uh, <laughs> all of that i just yeah strap this man up man even if you're just making him tnt champion i don't care strap this man up soon he's ready
2: and phil we got a very big show coming up october 1st seattle washington i mean if anywhere to have a big swerve and hangman page match
3: might be russell dream oh, man
2: telling you woo! what a setup right
3: yeah um very excited to see where this goes. Um of course Hangman will be wrestling Brian Cage next week. Um, but you know, it's all set dressing to get to what where we really want. Um, can't wait to see how this plays out. Um I also yep. of course, like we talked about, we got the the Max and um Joe stuff as well on the show. Um this was a very promo heavy episode of Dynamite, what? but all of the promos hit, man. Everybody um, was cooking. Yeah, I thought uh <laughs> Tony again. As we talked about, is doing tremendous character work. Uh, This is no, there's no way this is not going to end up a shirt and a big catchphrase moving forward. Uh, I, yeah, salutes to Tony Storm and everything she's doing, man. Uh, Can't wait to see
2: the backlash of when the tits out is on a t-shirt. I'm sure that'll go over well. Yeah,
3: (laughs) but yeah, no, that's gonna. (laughs) So people that are looking to turn that into a thing are going to turn it into a thing, but definitely. um, Tony is, I'm telling you, man, she's one of the best signings that the company has made. Um, Every time she gets the ball, she runs with it, whether that be as champion, whether that be as a character, whether that be as a third member in this faction with Ruby and Soraya. She's just been smoking everything they give her to do, man. Uh, It's hard for me to not feel like, man, you might have to put a belt on her again, but I'm saying not. Not yet. I feel like eventually you're going to get there. Um, I would not be surprised if she is the first three-time um, women, AEW Women's Champion, because she deserves it, man. She's just been right. really, really good. Um, and you can make an argument that she hasn't had, like, that legitimate title run yet. I think, like, coming back and winning it from Jamie Hater Hader was a good moment. But just with the circumstances around it, um, I don't think that she got the flower she deserved the first right. time either. Um, so I do think at some point she's going to get like that uh, definitive run with the belt.
2: I think so too. and uh, There's a lot of time. And if she keeps yeah. cooking like this, they're going, they, they're they not going to have a choice. Honestly, they're going to back themselves into a corner. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when Jamie Ader comes back in a full-time capacity. I think on both, both title situations, because she's, she plays such a big role. Jade is still uh, looming in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the wing somewhere. We don't know where, where she's gonna go when she comes back. So the women's division has uh a chance to kind of really yeah. start to get into high gear here. Will it? I don't know. Yeah, there, there are
3: positives here. I thought Saraya did some really, really good heel work this week, whether it be outside of the ring at all out and uh some of the stuff that she's done on television, but also the Emmy tweet that people were going nuts over. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, love her, love her or hater. I think that she is uh she's a talent. She knows how to rile people up.
2: She gets it. She's been doing this since yeah. she was like 16, 15, 16 for a long time. She understands it.
3: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I guess we can after we've run through all this all out stuff, um, uh, there's still all out weekend stuff because we haven't gotten the payback yet. Uh, but uh guess we can jump into some super chats and Yeah, chats yeah, beforehand. we
2: probably should jump into a couple of them. Um Jake Salazar says, I'm really irritated. Collision is now going to be dynamite 2.0. Disgusting. Nah, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. We're going to see I it don't, in the I next don't, couple I weeks. Don't,
3: I don't think that it will personally. Right.
2: Uh Will Chisholm says, Wow, LA Knight gets a new deal and WWE is already te- teasing a match with Roman at some point. Oh, really? Mm. LA Knight got a deal?
3: Oh, yeah. That's the that's the report that he signed an extension. Um, oh. I believe that was reported on Fightful Select. Um, sometime this weekend. It was either yesterday or Thursday. But good, yeah, I believe. Good.
2: Congrats for the guy. Then that's good. For he him. deserves
3: it, man. One of the highest uh, merch sellers in a company. Um, I don't see how you don't sign him to extension.
4: Hopefully, he uh,
2: something happens. Uh. Ali Hadi says, let's talk about some positive Swerve versus Hangman. Almost did the Nana dance when Swerve's theme came on. (laughs) We got to meet Prince Nana for a little bit this weekend, and it was amazing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Prince Nana, man. He's been doing a tremendous job next to Swerve as well, man.
2: Right. Uh, Jake Salazar says, anyways, Joe versus Penta's match of the year, I fear.
3: I don't know if I would say match of the year. I haven't <laughs> seen all of it yet, but uh, from what I've seen, it was great. And again, Joe ain't missing right now, bro. He's hitting he all the
2: shots. He has not missed. Uh, Derek Gordon says, "Punk did the counterfeit Bucks Hangman promo, and they didn't respond. Punk could have easily have not responded in violence. They showed it could have been done."
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's kind of different situations, man, because. I mean, clearly, we got that report as well that there's some kind of legal stuff going on about yeah. between those guys and what they can and can't talk about. Yes. So I don't think, I don't, like the Counterfeit Bucks thing, I, I'm pretty certain at this point it was reported that that was planned and that AW Brass knew he was going to say that. Um, that was a work that's different. Yeah. Um, so the Hangman thing is different. Like all those scenarios are just kind of different
2: right and there's a lot of legal shit looming that never really came to light that people also never factor in yeah yeah uh new rack says phil hope you're doing okay thank god for brian danielson AEW is so lucky to have him perfect professional wrestler how violent was that strap match i mean we all seen ricky's back it was just disgusting honestly I think back to the there was this one match in PWG. The Young Bucks talk about it in their book. It was Young Bucks against Roddy, Roderick Strong, and Brian Danielson. And Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong beat their asses. Like more it was past beyond what they had agreed to, essentially. And they talk about it in the book. They were like, We were mad at Brian Danielson for like a long time because he like they felt like he took advantage of them. And I was like, it's kind of feeling like this again in this rookie match. But I don't know, like, how along the lines it was, you know what I mean? Because it's how you whipped me 23 times, bro. Like, and I said only whip me five. Like, you're yeah. going crazy out here. Yeah. Uh, Meet Norma says, I need that TNT title to go back to the meat man belt. Big Bill, Hobbs, Miro, Wardlow, Willie Mack, Keith Lee, and others in a sirloin beef division. Where's Wardlow at, Phil?
3: I don't know you tweeted this week. Like maybe I might have to come back over there and uh, teach people some respect. So seems like you'll be <laughs> back soon. I saw I, that tweet. It was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sounds like you'll be back soon. Um, I, I kind of agree that I would like to see like a big men's division with like the TNT belt. Cause you, you've got so many guys you can do it with and that match on, on uh, last Saturday, Sunday, sorry, last Sunday, um, showed that there's there's a fan base that wants to see it, so.
2: Right. Uh, it, it's also, I was starting to think about that Josh Barnett tweet of like, m- like, niggas that can fight ain't gonna solve, that wouldn't have solved this problem. Like, oh, if they would have had an no. MMA fighter that could fight, this would have changed. Now, nobody cares about that.
3: Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah. Josh <laughs> Barnett being like, nah, I can't. I don't think fights is the way to solve this.
2: Yeah, I don't think more of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. what if Josh <laughs> Barnett just beat both of their asses? I don't think that would have, <laughs> Uh, Durek also says, Y'all aren't doing the dynamite collision at Arthur Ashe with high ticket pricing. You could have more big matches to move tickets. AW is down selling tickets. Oh, why aren't they doing dynamite collision at Arthur Ashe? Is what he said with the high ticket.
3: Oh, pricing. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I have seen people talking about the ticket sales for uh, uh, Grand Slam. I'm not sure. I've also Tough, seen, man. I've also seen people talk about how much the price is going up uh, since they started doing Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe. It is considered a big show. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if Grand Slam ends up becoming a pay-per-view proper. Um, I feel like doing a pay-per-view in New York just makes sense. Um, It does. But, yeah, no. It's it's, a
2: hard sell, though, Phil, man. If you're trying to get me to go to Las Vegas, Chicago, Wembley, like L.A., uh, la there's a lot of travel it's, a lie. it's hard, expensive man, man. it's ex- more than anything it's fucking expensive it's
3: expensive bro. so i i get it man and and you're now as a company trying to sell tickets to not just your pay-per-views dynamites collision trying to sell them on yeah, not even the other well. stuff right it's just a lot of money man so i get it you want it. me it's... to
2: fly to new york now too bro i can't i just flew back from chicago
3: <laughs> and, and and this is not even people that travel a lot like we do uh right. Like, if you're a guy that's just a wrestling fan, um, and you've gone to stuff for WWE throughout the year and all this other stuff, it's expensive, man. And this year with inflation and everything, in these wrestling
2: too, like, every if you like factor in everything, you're like, I can't do none of that, I'm just gonna stay home.
3: Yeah, yes, I get it.
2: Uh, Van Twinblade says, Talk about that quote tweet Caster did to MJF, love him trolling Max. Now, Max Caster be wild sometimes with uh. What is that? I, I, didn't
3: <laughs> I didn't see it but it I could be off it seems like Max isn't on it
2: cause yeah totally
3: <laughs> it seems like Max is in on it so right.
2: I think they're both just like getting their jokes off at people cause it's been going for so long I feel like if he was and he'd be like yo fucking chill what are you doing yeah. <laughs> coffee black says shout out to the homies Emmy went out there on Wednesday with something to prove they did a lot with a little honestly they did not have a lot of time right, bro. and they went for it. Like I said, I loved it. I thought it was one of the best matches of the week. Uh yeah. yes, Boy says, what type of reaction does Jack Perry get when he returns?
3: Um, I think he is gonna get the intended reaction in some ways. He's gonna get booed. I think that this is gonna help his heel turn in some ways. Uh, but I also think some fans are gonna inevitably cheer for him because some fans hate punk. And so yep. um, either way, I think he's going to um turn this into gold. Um, there's so much that he can do with it without making it direct shots at punk, right. um, which I don't think anybody should do. Please don't. And, and that's not me saying that as a punk fan. I just think that they should move on as a company. Just I, I just forward. don't think, I don't think it makes sense to keep this going or to keep, uh, you know, drudging up the past. So I do think he can spend this and, and do some cool things with his suspension. Um, especially with how he lost the belt. Cause I mean, when you look at it in some ways, Yeah, he lost the belt at All In, but he's still been consistently a part of the news cycle since then. He's still been consistently relevant since he hasn't been on TV. So this could work for him.
2: My thing, Phil, is how long he's out. I think that's going to determine a lot of it. If it's a couple weeks, then it's going to be... I think the response is going to be a lot crazy. If he's out for six months, I don't know anything about how long he's out. If he's out for six months, I feel like he'd get a baby face pop when he returned. I think it just all kind of depends on how long he's out.
3: Yeah, we don't we don't have any... Uh, no info on, on
2: how, how long he's out. I don't know anything.
3: Yeah, because when uh, Tony confirmed it, he just still said he was uh, suspended indefinitely. And if I had to assume, I think the indefinite was just while the investigation was going on and since the investigation has concluded they're probably going to give him a finite date um right so we'll see
2: who knows if we'll know about that date but we'll see Uh, yeah a new rag says will brian danielson be at grand slam being collision exclusive i'm pretty sure brian danielson is going to be at the grand slam card
0: yeah um,
3: and I'm not sure if they've confirmed that he's exclusive to collision yet because it sounds like they're doing away with with the brand split anyway, yeah, that's so, so I was
2: gonna say I think like the the yeah. the news kind of around the week is that they're gonna forget about the you don't have to when you you're not gonna get punked if you show up to try to eat a sandwich. <laughs> Pun intended, baby. <laughs> Pun intended. Let's go.
4: Yeah,
2: Anime Hilton so. says Tony Storm unhinged, faded starlet gimmick is hysterically funny. Remember, everyone, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Yeah. Renee being it. involved in that also is like, helps yeah. out so much.
3: Renee doesn't get enough flowers for the work that she does to help these help wrestlers uh, get their character work over. It feels a lot like, uh, of course, I'm not saying she's modern day Mean Gene, but it feels similar to what Mean Gene used to do.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Tony, uh, uh, as we talk about signings. Uh, We talked about how great Tony has been and how great Swerve has been. How great has Renee been? Yeah, because I mean... Remember like two weeks ago, she was after like every... There was like a match. We're shooting to Renee. Another match. We're shooting back to Renee. Like legit after every single match, they shot back to Renee.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Well, you think of all the moments like in the last year or so that Renee helped to make, like the Statlander moment where she was deadlifting her while she was doing an interview, yeah. all this other stuff, the Eddie stuff when Eddie was like, Man, you see what your husband did in there. Um, right. She's been, she's just been a, a great uh, addition to the company, man. Like, like seriously, she's been tremendous.
2: She's amazing. She's the best. Uh, Nye Green says, Yo, what up, fellas? Just wanted to show some love. It was great meeting you guys in Chicago. All out was amazing. Chicago was wild. Never thought I would chant Meet Forever at a wrestling event. That's our friend that brought the grapsity sign to the show and bought me a drink while at the show. Thank you again. Amazing. You guys (laughs) are just good I had Um... everybody was buying me drinks. It was amazing. You guys are cool.
3: Um I, I I didn't even put two and two together because I was walking out uh in the lobby because I was trying to catch somebody, and she walked past and said hi. And I said hey, whatever, and I just didn't even put two together that she had to sign. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just a little, it was a lot going on this weekend. Man, I appreciate you
2: a whole lot. A whole lot. Uh, Irene C says a lot of black wrestlers are still presented as monsters or clowns. The positive stereotype is businessman. Swerve being an imitating quiet and cerebral with street sense is interesting and unique yeah yeah exactly what you're saying here uh irene we all kind of are presented these same old characters and stories and things and when you see kind of like what a difference can be. And Swerve has kind of been preparing for this. Like if you go back and watch like his MLW stuff, a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. he did before WWE, it was kind of like the precursor to what this is. And so for him to be able to bring that full character and not just be a dancing fool or a militant fool or whatever that is so refreshing.
3: Yeah. uh, The thing I really like about Swerve at the moment is um, he is doing a lot of these things for the culture, like bringing, uh, including them in act. But he's Mm -hmm. so not just doing the music stuff as a wrestler. He doesn't come out there singing and doing any of this other stuff. The -hmm. character is the character. And I feel like he puts a lot of thought into not just how he puts matches together, how he moves in the ring, but how he's presented and what his character is. And you can just see the attention to detail a lot.
2: Nobody has brought this up, but I didn't watch full SmackDown, but I heard that they announced EO and Asuka.
3: Um, yeah, we got to stare down from them after Asuka uh helped the team of Shotzi and Charlotte. What a what a random team. What helped, <laughs> helped the team of Shotzi <laughs> and, and Charlotte uh beat damage control. Okay. And afterwards, um Oscar jumped in the ring and we got the stare down between her and EO. And it sounds like the match has already been announced for two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Decided, on a, on a, a
2: SmackDown that. episode. I know we've been talking about this match for a long time, but I, this is a good sign.
3: I feel like it's gonna be one of those matches that's used for like a DQ finish. Right? it's gonna build to something else. I don't think that's gonna be the definitive match between them. Um I don't know. Uh Again, I've been super excited for those two to have a one-on-one match. Um, Hopefully, it leads to something interesting. Um, I didn't see all the SmackDown this week. I wasn't at home a lot last night. So, uh, hopefully, it goes well. Hopefully, this is uh, everything I hoped it would be, and this is not... WWE being a funky Paul like it always is, where I wish for something and then they make me wish I didn't.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what you wanted. You're like, no, this isn't what I wanted.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's a good transition. Uh, we'll get back into some more Supers and Humper chats, but that's a yeah. good transition into Payback. I thought Payback was a pretty good show. I went back and watched it because, of course, we were at Collision um, the night of. Uh, but this was a this was a good show. I feel like the show the matches that delivered, delivered. Um the matches that I didn't really care about or didn't really do anything for me eh, is what it was. This was a, a fairly short card. It's only six matches on the card. Um I think it was a good idea <laughs> the open with the the women's match. Um uh, I know that Becky and Trish's feud has gotten some criticism for how long it's gone. Um It probably has gone on too long. They probably should have had the blow-off match at SummerSlam. Uh, But this match was very good. I feel like this was one of the matches of the year. Uh, Trish Stratus, man. Hats off to Trish Stratus, man. A legend. The fact that she is still showing up and having great matches, still willing to go out there and bump like this. When she came out of the ring, all of the bumps and bruises she's had on her, like big gnarly bruise on her forehead. Um she worked man she went out there and put in work this was an incredible match um i feel like not just not just as a match but what i feel like this represented for women's wrestling as well um and we said kind of the same thing when willow and Athena had their match where you saw all of the callbacks like Trish pulling off a of widow's peak in his match mm-hmm. so dope um yeah, one of the best women's matches of the year by far.
2: Honestly, Trish Stratus is one of, if not my in- most intriguing story in wrestling this year because yeah. it's so interesting to think about. Like, she had this, if you know anything about her previous career, like, she started out in a group called TNA. Like, they were, like, not shying away from what this was. Like, you never, in that moment, I never thought she was going to become, like, this all-star Hall of Fame wrestler. And so eventually over the years, she starts cooking, cooking, cooking. She becomes this. She works really hard, starts getting these main events with Lita and stuff and doing all this, becomes a Hall of Fame talent. But then she leaves. She just goes, uh, becomes a mom, starts having all this great career outside of WWE. And I kind of thought, like, oh, that's probably it. Like, she, she did it. But then she came back uh, and had a few matches, and it was like, okay, this is cool. Trisha's back. I didn't know that she was going to come back so hard, though. Like, this last run is like, she's like, no, I'm a real pro wrestler. I want to have real hard-hitting matches. I want to go out there and actually fight Becky Lynch. I'm not on no divas era shit or nothing. Like, I'm trying to establish her. This feels like a big second run. I'm like, is uh, uh, Trish Stratus is acting like the uh, uh, Nas out here, like, Coming back with another career, dropping a whole bunch of bombs, making y'all remember who the fuck she is. Yo, this is crazy. But this was the blow off, right? Right? The the cage match, the full blow off.
3: Yeah, this was a blow off. I, I think the fact that they ended the the relationship with Zoe afterwards tells me that this is it. This is the end of that yeah. feud. Um, okay. But, man, when you think about it, Trish was in a ladder match this year, bro. Trish was yeah, in a ladder match bro.
4: and a still game match this year.
3: <laughs> like, did, like, a no-DQs match, wrestled in into the crowd and out into the lobby. Bro, yeah. she's been working Seriously. Um, against big salute Trish. The fact that uh, not only is she considered the best of her generation, uh, but also has come back and had, Two great matches with two of the best women's wrestlers of this generation, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Yep. That's a mm-hmm. massive flex, man. Um, and on that, that same, in that same, bro, we got to give it up to Becky Lynch as well, man. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, has managed to not have a great match with Trish Stratus, but had a great match with Lita. I feel like gave Lita the fi- the final singles match she deserved. The singles match she did not get before she retired the first time. Don't really like that it was in Saudi Arabia, but you know, it is what it is. Still a Wait. very good match. Um when Becky is the Saudi yeah,
2: Arabia show. Did we miss is it did it happen already?
3: It's usually around October and November, so I think it's gonna be coming up soon.
2: I I don't know why I thought it was this weekend for some reason. <laughs> no, they had the, the, the India
3: India show was this week. There's a super supertar spectacle or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm talking about. That happened already.
3: Yeah, that was yesterday.
2: Oh, okay. I was like, why? I haven't heard anything yeah, yeah. about that it. That was in India. What and happened on that show? Saudi show. show.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. But, uh, yeah, Saudi show should be coming up soon, because it's usually in October or November. So Yeah, uh, no, I was totally
2: yeah. thinking about this India show, though. I was like, I'm pretty sure that they had a show going on. That's weird.
3: Yeah, but, yeah, be- Becky is deserving of all of the flowers she gets, man. Still, I think, one of the biggest... Not just one of the biggest women's wrestling stars in the company at the moment, well, but one of the biggest stars in the company right now. When you yeah. think about everything she's done, um, nah, she's uh, she's created a, quite a legacy. And I've been saying this for a while. I think she is going to win the Rumble next year. I think she will be the first two times Women's Rumble winner. And I think she's going to have a big match with uh, with Rhea probably at WrestleMania. Um, Sure seems like that's the direction. If it's not, I'd be really surprised. Um, but right. man, they tore it down. This was a great way to open the show. Match of the year contender. Um yeah. and we got <laughs> we got LA Knight versus the Miz. And I yeah. think this I think this feud has been very good. I think the promo stuff has been great. This match wasn't really my cup of tea. Uh, it did what it's supposed to do. You got the John Cena, uh, Referee spot. We got the John Cena endorsement afterwards as well for LA Night. Uh, it did what it was supposed to do for LA Night. Wasn't really my favorite match on this card.
2: It's the Miz. What do you expect? He can't. He can't do it. Like, you got to just. That they need to like just make Miz the mouthpiece for someone because like he could do all the shit building up to it. <laughs> make him a manager. Soon as the match happens, you're like, oh god, I didn't want to see this. Like the buildup is great. I've seen everybody being like, the Miz is still this. The Miz is this. Blah, blah, blah. But then the match happens, and you're like, oh god, that was god awful. Just let him be the heater for uh, the mouthpiece for somebody else, and then let somebody else work the matches.
3: Yeah. Did you see this uh, Miz and um Invisible Cena? Thing from raw this week
2: mm-hmm, i
3: did i saw the clips of it and i was just like okay i mean it, it, the production for it was cool the fact that the cameraman was in it and, uh, and everything um but i did boy this is gonna sound hilarious but i did agree with ryan satin and ryan satin tweet, um hey man but you guys hate when they do this invisible wrestler stick on on indie shows you think that that's come You think that's goofy and carny, but when when WWE does it, you think it's genius. And I was like, no, he's (laughs) great.
2: GCW (laughs) did it. GCW did it, and they got GCW all the way out of here. I saw Joey Janela tweeted. He tweeted like a gif of the miz saying he got a pop for a wrestler for being in the visible man because like joey janela did this and they got him all the way out of here yeah and so I, was like, I want to know the response of how wwe fans get felt because when gcw did this it wasn't a good response
3: it was not a good response but i saw a lot of people saying this was brilliant and the way they handled it was really good uh it, and like i said again the production and everything the inside joke about it is funny and it's all well and good but I did, I did agree with Brian said, um, <laughs> which I'm sure is something that might get clipped from this as well.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we also got uh we also got the Grayson Waller experience on this show, which felt like just a way to get Cody on the pay-per-view. Cause the real future of
2: this business, boy. Watch your back, LA Night. It's all about Grayson Waller.
3: Yeah. Uh yeah, it felt like a way to just get Cody on the show, and why wasn't Cody
2: on the show originally?
3: He, he's not wrestling. You don't have a filler feud for him until they finally get to the <sighs> Smack. They teased the SmackDown thing during this, and he was saying, "I'm going to SmackDown. I'm finally gonna address this." And what he was really addressing was Jey Uso and it was it was to promote Jey Uso is moving to Raw. Um he's got his own theme song It's just him saying, It's just me, oos. Day one, this <laughs> is just me, oos. Which sounds like parody when you first hear it, like this is real. Like
2: <laughs> I haven't heard this, but it sounds you fucking, haven't seen it? It's hilarious. It sounds so it's just fucking
4: me, oos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just me, oos. It's so fucking funny.
4: <laughs> it's <Ooh>. me. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, it, it was
3: good to see jay but i'm i don't know where we're going with this bloodline stuff and i'm not really that enthused um i think we've got to get back to doing something meaningful with cody but it's very clear that they're dragging us out until Dude, we what get what the
2: hell are him. they doing he's the hardest baby face in the damn company
4: yeah uh,
2: you can have him feuding with anybody not dominic mysterio but like Yo, you could be elevating another person to having them in a feud with Cody. Like we can't just have him being in a fucking stalemate until you figure it out.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oof.
2: But it's, it's me, Usos. as <laughs> 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 It's just me, Oose. They're like, we're gonna remix your song. Just say it's just you now. You're not with the rest of them. Yeah,
3: it's the same, like it's the same Uso's theme and music and everything. It's just the yeah. lyrics are different. Um so uh yeah we we got also got ray mysterio going up against austin austin theory for the united states championship Eh, this was fine it felt like a smackdown match thrown on the show um it felt like a way to move forward with uh ray and make him the definitive uh united states champion yeah um and give theory his rematch i wasn't really blown away by this um it was okay um I think the matches to really watch this show for were the cage match, the tag titles match, and the main event. The other Mm. stuff around it was kind of forgettable. Um, It wasn't anything that was like aggressively bad, but it wasn't anything where I was like, I have to go out of my way to talk about this, or I'm recommending people run out out to see it. Um, Mm. So, speaking of that, the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was very good. Lots of plunder. Uh, we've got, we got like the nods to Pittsburgh with the terrible towel stuff, some hockey references. Um, Kevin Owens led on this show. Um, for, I'm sure it was unintentional. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sure they'd not tell him to go out there and get colored because I'm sure. Otherwise Cody Rose was back there. Like, jumping <laughs> for story, like man, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> can't wait for my next match. <laughs> can't wait. Um, uh, <laughs> But these guys all worked very, very hard, man. This looked, this was great. We got some great spots. Kevin Owens is, Kevin Owens is amazing, man. The, the yes. swanton he did in this match through the table looked insane.
2: Oh, my God. Are you okay? Jesus. Yeah. He
3: he did several <laughs> things in this match where Kevin Owens just, I really want Kevin Owens to get a run as a world title, uh, with a here. world title eventually, man. He's so
2: good. Uh, How do you feel about the, uh, the result? Do you think this was uh, the right move?
3: Um, I felt like this was a good way to not just reintroduce the J.D. JD McDonough stuff with Judgment Day, but mm-hmm. prolong the dissension between them and keep yeah. them as an act because they're too hot. You can't break them up. Just, I didn't
2: want to. Uh, when people were talking yeah. about breakup, talk, I was like, I don't think it's really time for that.
3: No, no, no. He, he It's too. It's not time. He, they're too hot right now. You still got so much stuff you can do with them. And you know, you know, the company they cannot resist putting all the belts on a faction and getting that uh visual of all of the faction, all of the guys holding up their belts. And it God, was a they cool,
2: love it! Yeah, it was a
3: cool <laughs> visual of them all holding up the belts. And um, uh, Priest has the money in the bank contract, and it, it was a cool visual. Um, it felt like I don't want to say it felt like they had ran their course with uh Kevin and Sammy as a tag team cuz there is more you can do with that. But I think that they had lost some steam, especially when Kevin got hurt. Um yeah. so if it I I wasn't upset about it, I do think they're eventually going to have split those belts cuz I do think you have up and coming tag teams and they kind of have a ceiling, there's nowhere for them to go. Um but for now, I think this was the right move cuz you're not you're clearly not going to put the world title on Finn right now. Um, and this is a way to put some gold on him and make it seem like a big deal. I mean, these are the guys that ended the Usos year-long title reign, and beating them should mean something. Yep. And so I think it's fine. I didn't I didn't particularly care for the finish. I felt like the finish was a little lazy, mm-hmm. but it, that's what you can expect from judge matches right now. You're gonna get the shenanigans stuff, you're gonna get the Dom stuff. It was fine. But I thought the match was very good, very entertaining. Tag team, like hardcore street fight match. I liked it a lot. Um,
2: Speaking of uh, uh, WWE tag team championships, how about the old jinxed women's tag team belts over there that can't seem to catch a damn break? What happened here, Phil?
3: Well, isn't this story that Piper's not hurt long term? It's just like short term. It's not like a major injury.
2: Whatever it is, it's like, why does this keep happening?
3: I, I don't know, man. What? Weird, weird circumstances. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but we got, uh, <laughs> we got somebody that has been uh, uh, on this on the wrong side of this cursed belts for a few time. And Raquel not Raquel Gonzalez anymore. Raquel <laughs> Rodriguez going yeah. up against Rhea Ripley next on this card. Um, I didn't care for this match. I was just flat out <laughs> It really wasn't for me. Um, I felt like it. It it's not like it was. It wasn't bad. It's not like either of them came out there and wrestled this terrible match. I just didn't really like the pacing of it. It was a little bit too long. Um yeah, it didn't really because do. Because they man.
2: heard that they they heard the slander on Rhea having short matches and they were like, let's now let's do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, it's again they give us what we want, yeah. Phil. And then when we give it, we're like, Well, that's not exactly what I was talking about.
3: Monkey <laughs> Paw, man. Uh,
2: right.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah this this match wasn't really for me uh but i'm still high on Rhea's champion um yes and i i think that they could do more interesting things with this feud but i think for all of the hype going into this match as, as long as they put this match off it didn't really nah, it didn't nah really feel special. like a, a good payoff of all of that um mm-hmm. but yeah in the main event i think uh the way that they've managed to revitalize Shinsuke Nakamura as a main eventer is really impressive. I think the way they've handled him coming into this match and coming in with the with the anime style vignette that he aired about how he's going to break this guy. He mentioned uh, the the Bushido that he has on his back, this kanjis, and like all these other things. It was really really cool. The match and the storytelling it, and it was really good. And it felt like a big match. Um, like. Um, shinsuke has been rocking the big robe thing that he started the year in with his mudo match and he's been the presentation's been a little bit different but he's still doing the same theme music um of course my guy seth rollins came out with his big gold get up he had some uh, pinstripes on his tights as a uh tribute to bray wyatt he's got the fiend on his on his belt as well as a tribute to bray wyatt all of that stuff is cool um but the match was good. I thought the storytelling they did in the match of uh, (laughs) um, Rollins taking as much damage from this guy as possible, but still coming out on top was a good one. Um, uh, Nakamura was hitting this guy with some stiff knee strikes. Mm -hmm. He was targeting the back, of course, because that's been a story going into this match that he's going to target the back. Um, He put put him in some holes and all this other stuff, but Managed to come out on top, went with the stomp, and afterward, uh well, didn't show up on the pay-per-view itself. They they aired the exclusive clip on YouTube uh of Nakamura kind of jumping out the ring and attacking him afterwards. So the shoe's gonna keep going. Uh, we got more of it on Raw this week. Um we got hilarious uh back and forth with Rollins in the ring where he's like, get in here and I'm going to give you another match. And is just like, no. And they're just nah. saying no back and forth. <laughs> and uh, even funnier than the no's, uh, Rollins was like, man, it may not be Labor Day, but you're going to get this work. You're going to get this work, son. <laughs>
2: that's all that (laughs) hilarious
4: Um, yeah
2: (laughs) all of a
3: sudden Rollins turned into into loaded Lux yeah 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 it's hilarious Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. but yeah I I really like this match I really like the storytelling I saw Freddie Prince Jr. putting over the storytelling of this match as well and I agree with him it felt very old school um you know work a work a body part type storytelling I enjoyed it um uh like I said, the three matches that I really liked about this show made it a good show. Some of the stuff that I wasn't as into didn't really stop me from enjoying it.
2: That's good. Yeah, no, it seems like uh, uh, they furthered along a lot of stories in this is what I kind of liked about it. And yeah. maybe maybe they paid off some stuff and payback, but it is WWE and they probably ran a bunch of rematches. Uh, uh, the same yeah. Yeah.
3: Payback is like a B pay-per-view. So it did what it was supposed to do. It set up other things
2: going forward. So I was into it. I was going to say, we got to, on our little title here, we got to talk about somebody else in the WWE. Somebody just finally beat O'Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental title run uh, length. And that's, of course, we're talking about Gunther, who has been having the run of a lifetime, honestly. Mm -hmm having these amazing matches with Chad Gable, having this history making matches with Drew McIntyre, having what many consider the best match at WrestleMania this year, and just being the dominant intercontinental champion uh, that people have kind of wanted for years. This has kind of been something that people have talked about for a long time, Phil bringing this belt back to the prominence that it was when Shawn Michaels used to hold it when, Uh, Razor Ramon and Bret Hart used to hold the win when it was the secondary title and when you were that guy you were next up to be the world champion and I think Gunther has did exactly what that title has set out to do on top of that um kind of the things that you mentioned before I'm like he doesn't do flashy shit his two big spots are chop and a power bomb like that's what he's got his matches are driven by just like the basics but taking up to you know, the hundredth level. Um, it's really amazing to see, especially in WWE for a wrestler like him to come. One, he used to be like this fat wrestler that people didn't really care about. And he turned all of that into being one of, if not the hottest wrestlers in the whole company. Bring he, He's making people care about wrestling matches in WWE. And that right there singly blows my mind. So, Congrats yeah. to Gunther, man. I think we know we talked to plenty on this podcast of after he got that name change, we were like, I don't know, man. This oh, might be trying to get this guy out of here, but he didn't let anybody get him out of there. And he capitalized on that. And now his championship is one of the hottest championships in the world. And people are suspecting that he's going to pretty much catapult off this to becoming world champion.
3: Yeah, man. Look, you got to give him a lot of credit for hopping up to the main roster and going through this incredible body transformation, he's in the best shape of his career, and you know, stepping up to the big level on in every way, stepping it up in the matches, uh, in his appearance and everything, uh, he deserves everything he's getting right now. I think uh, this has been uh, an incredible title reign um i the fact that his character and the gimmick of ring camp or imperium has always been you know the ring is sacred Yeah. uh the the, the the work rate comes first and that's been the entire ideal behind this this title run it's been really good um and it's not like he comes out there and he cuts like these uh crazy scathing promos but he he kind of like just says everything matter-of-factly and then gets in that ring and beats you down. Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> Pretty much it. Um, yeah. I think that's what made the Chad Gable stuff so good. The Chad Gable is this guy that has, like, the catchphrases, all the things you expect from sports entertainment. And meanwhile, he's also an extremely good technical wrestler. But he's coming into this program doing all of this stuff that um, Gunther sees as a joke. And yeah. so in terms he sees this guy as a joke, and Gable has, every step of the way, proven like, no, nah, I'm not a joke. I can beat you. Him being the first guy to beat him in a long time, even if it was be a disqualification, means something. And I thought the Raw match was very, very good, man. Uh, the closing stretch of that match was really good, man. The From the second that uh, Gable hits him with the, the chaos theory, rolls him up and hits the German, I'm like whoa, is this guy going to win? Mm-hmm. No, 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 Gunther is going to very matter-of-factly again hit you with this chop, roll you up <laughs> into this powerbomb, and then pin you after hitting you with a big lariat. He ain't hitting you with yep. this crazy big finishing move. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to put you away with a lariat because he's better than you, and he's been telling you that from the beginning. And Again, I just think that makes him one of the best feelings in wrestling that you can say what you want, You can say anything about, hey, what he looks like. Oh, maybe this guy's bland,
2: blah, 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 blah. No, I'm going to beat you. And I'm (laughs) going to beat you decisively. And he does it every time. All right. A few questions for you, Phil. One, who beats Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship? And two, does he transition to Seth or to Roman?
3: Um... I still think Chad Gable can be the guy that beats him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can use this to build to a big pay-per-view match at some point and give Gable the match, give Gable the win there. Um, if it's not Gable, I'm not sure. I, I know that some people wanted it to be Sheamus. They're on different brands now, so that doesn't seem likely. <laughs> um, right luck. now, I, the front runner for me is still Chad Gable because um, okay. i mean even after the match just the 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 shot they had of gable in the ring um watching him walk off with the belt it still feels like there's still some more you can do with this um i i think right now based off of uh the story they're telling with uh rollins which is kind of similar to what they've been doing with Orange cassidy that Correct. rollins is is having this work workhorse reign where He's a little beat up, and now he's, uh, uh, and okay. yeah, he's showing everybody that his yeah. weakness is now like the injuries that he's incurred across his career. His back. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is all ending with Gunther power bombing this guy through the ring at WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that Gunther is it. Got to be the front runner at this point. He's got to be the favorite to win win the men's rumble, and I think he's going to challenge Seth Rollins. Um, and I and actually I think if based on the story of Rollins working to get the main event and everything with Gunther for last year Mm -hmm. based on the story right now, that should be the main event of night one Gunther versus Seth Rollins. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough good things about Gunther. One of the best wrestlers in the company, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, he's just amazing. He just manages to do so much with simple things, just storytelling in ring. Um, he makes all of his moves feel <laughs> emphatic even if it's just something as simple as a chop man um yeah this guy man he i think he's got a bright future as a world champion as well a, a lot yes. of this is similar to stuff we've seen him do with progress and ott uh nxt uk but this is a lot of people's first time seeing it and i think mm-hmm. that's what makes it special getting to see all of that stuff translate so well to a big stage um because like you said at first we were like oh man they're changing his name they've got them rocking colors now like it it used to be just the black ring gear and the black ring coat now they got them coming out there red and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like oh what's going on um loot wig is cutting the very uh stereotypical uh sports entertainment like introduction so i'm like oh no um But, like I said, this guy, he's managed to, through all of that stuff, get all of his stuff to work on the main roster, man. And, man, you got to commend him for that. You got to commend the fact that not only has he managed to make this work, but the matches is hidden, bro. All of the matches are hidden. And, man, that's a crazy accolade to be the guy to end record that has been around for how long at this point with honky talk man 30 years at
2: this point or something like that <laughs> that's insane man like
3: man. i mean you gotta give triple H his credit too because he did uh he did make a a, a point of bringing the mid card belts up as a head of creative Yep, and so i think he's done a great job with gunther of making the intercontinental title mean something again um yeah, it's been it's been an incredible run. I I don't think that it's going to end like tomorrow. but I do think no. that if you've got a if you've got a guy right now in Gable, I feel like you've got to give him this win. Like this is the I, this is clearly the most popular Gable has been on the main roster. Um, I don't think you're going to get another chance like this. So I think he should be the guy that beats him.
2: Good for him if he does because I think he's kind of been in a position. To get something like this for a long time. We've talked a long time about how great of a pro wrestler Chad Gable is. So he'll yes. finally get to show off that. And this'll be see, this is exactly what a reign like this, how it could work for more than just one person. Because if Chad Gable were to beat uh Gunther, that's two people that are now over, mm-hmm. super over, uh, based off of this one run. So Gunther is gonna go on Gunther's. Basically Teflon at this point, like it's like we're waiting for him to become world champ. And then you give Chad Gable this big win, deserving this big win, and then he could continue on kind of the legacy of this intercontinental championship. I think it works out for everybody.
3: Yeah, and I could I could easily see Gable doing the open challenges and putting yes. on great television matches. Um, right. That just makes too much sense with everything he's doing and the character stuff he's doing. It just makes a lot of sense. Um right. But yeah, this uh lot going on this week. Lot of stuff to be celebrated uh big shout outs to big gunther man um enjoy your day i'm sure you and jenny are eating expensive food somewhere having in a, a, great in a time. hotel that looks beautiful
2: <laughs> he's um, having a great time right now <laughs> man, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out to gunther man yeah yeah all right we're gonna get into a couple super chats before we hop on out of here will chisholm says la night is a true story to keep doing what's earning for you and it will pay off if you believe yeah just kind of la night has been chugging along for a long time and kind of finally getting his due so good for him uh cam yeah. watson says hey guys love your content long time first time reg what's your problem with speedy rapping i love the artistry of spitting clean Quick precision fire. What's wrong with that style of flow? What's wrong with that style of flow is most people aren't doing what you described here, and that's the problem here. Most people are just rapping fast, but they ain't saying shit. I think one of the worst verses of all time is... Buster Rhymes, look at me now because people are all people love that verse. They're like, when I'm going in, when i in, and get it but he ain't saying a goddamn thing in this rap. It's just a bunch look of fast me now. words.
3: Look bunch at a bunch of now.
2: fast words. He says like two bars in these a million words that he said, so that's where I really get it. I love uh, when people can do it right. We talked about twister early, one of the greatest of all time. Bone Thugs, I listen to Bone Thugs my entire life. I love that style of rapping but then marshall came and started rapping fast on every single song and inspired all these other white boys to try to rap like that too and that shit is god awful yeah i
3: mean <laughs> it, it depends on what you're looking for out of rap i guess like i think a lot of guys have made a career of um not having the best lyrics but having incredible delivery and yeah. so it doesn't really bother me if 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 it's done well and we're talking about Busta Rhymes in that case with that that verse and why it's, it's received the way it is. Because it's Busta and Busta's a legend.
2: I hate that verse. <laughs> Busta's <laughs> incredible. I love Busta. He's on fucking Scenario of the Coming and uh, When Disaster Strikes. Incredible albums. But I hate yeah. that verse.
3: Victory, Bandic, a legend.
2: Yeah. Um, Will Chisholm says, so guys, how quick did Cody call punk and see how much money they can draw just seeing cody overacting at punk's promo would be sick
3: i don't know i i <laughs> who knows man i could get i, I it, it's tempting to joke and say yes but uh at this point with this guy who is very polarizing you don't know who gets along with this guy or not exactly so you yeah. don't know um I I do like the prospect of a Cody and Punk feud, and that was one of the things I felt like we missed out with AEW. Um, There's so many things that I feel Punk left on the table. We didn't get the second Brian match in AEW, which I thought about the other day and, like, fell to my knees. I was like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Turned turn to a Jodacy video all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it felt like uh, it
3: felt like Mox in the ring
2: with that uh, <laughs>
3: after he lost to Yano, and I was just like, no, why is this happening to us? We don't deserve this. <laughs>
2: no, how oh, funny. Uh, Christopher Dunn's being funny also. Christian needs to beat Nick Wayne, force him to sign adoption pa- pa- papers, and change his name to Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo they're silly, man. Uh Steven Marcucci. Coochie? Coochie Coochie? I'm gonna say Marcucci. Steven Mark <laughs> 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 Tiffany versus
4: Becky will be heat. Um,
2: Ragov says uh, another week and another weird bloodline thing. Jimmy kept asking Jay to quit, not become Roman, and then goes back to Roman. Make it make sense. Yeah, what the hell's going on yeah, here? The
3: guy just said <laughs> I didn't come back to join you, Roman, after he turned on him. And then this week he's like, I'm still in the bloodline. What, what? do you mean?
2: <laughs> what? You said <laughs> what you mean? didn't come to do this. Why are you doing What are you this? talking about?
3: <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. This bloodline stuff is just not really hitting the same for me,
2: man. I just uh you
3: well. Know, Now they're just spinning a wheel.
2: They're like, what a word. Let's say that uh," he was just kidding. Like, no, man. Why did you? (laughs) Uh, Cam Watson says, to clarify, I look to rap to tell interesting stories that I normally wouldn't be familiar with. And quick rap challenges my attention and appreciation. Music is different to everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, Cam, no, I totally understand why people like uh, quick rapping. And I think it's a skill. As a rapper, like, I know how hard it is to do that. So I definitely understand. It's just not really something I'm bumping myself. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, just saying, I think two weeks Kyrie is finishing up her Japan date. So I don't know. We might see her pull up after the match. Oh, yeah. She could be a part uh-huh. of this Asuka and EO thing. Totally. Uh, yeah. Will also yeah. says, Jay Uso came to Raw and told the locker room why y'all mad at me. That <laughs> that shit I did to y'all when I was with the Bloodline is old news. <laughs> new me, new show. <laughs> he, he <laughs> did You've been come terrorizing out. the locker room and now you're supposed to be cool with it.'" <laughs>
3: He did open the show and he did go, man. Some of you guys back there might be upset with me. Um, but you know, that's something I'm had to deal with like, bro, you were back here uh causing raining rainy terror <laughs> on the slacker broom, man. I'm Y'all saying. was back there beating people up. Y'all was back there interfering in matches and stuff. Nah, ain't nobody forgetting that,
2: Jay. You cost me the championship. You think I'm about to just handshake and be cool with this? No. Absolutely. Nah, right.
3: bro. If if you running around with a crew jumping people together and then you coming over here and doing, hey man, I'm alone now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no, Wolves is gonna no, come bro. out like <laughs>
2: that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're alone. Let's beat his ass since he is alone. He caused us a lot of trauma. Uh, and it finally says if will if WWE wanted to pay y'all to do some songs for wrestlers, would you do it? I'm thinking he's talking to me. And yes, of course I would. That'd be amazing. I'd love to have a WWE theme. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. who doesn't come on
3: these are dream, these are dream come true moments for people man
2: oh no we got one more from our homie uh leonard aarons the third from nobody's bitch to when roman says jump i ask how high wow (laughs) the bloodline thing is burned all of the way through food wise
3: (laughs) yeah uh, bloodline stuff ain't hitting for me no more, man. And, <laughs> the bloodline you
2: know, is burned all the way through. Food wise, is a hell of funny. Situation. I I watched somebody do
3: something <laughs> hilarious, by the way. And this is this is the thing when you when when people pass away, you of course see family again. And um, so I'm standing at the repast yesterday, and uh, they had the pan macaroni and cheese out there. Yeah, the caterer is putting up, and um, they were waiting for more mac and cheese to come out because it was empty. And so my cousin was standing behind me. He was like, "Nah, you still got them burnt ends all the way around the edge. Let me get those." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was like, now "You he's can't like,
2: just this ain't done yet, bro. Y'all, Y'all not done with done. that."
3: And, he, it, 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 and I was like, "Wait a minute! She don't wait, wait for it to just come out with another pan." He was like, "Nah, scoop all the burnt ends <laughs> around. Like, let me get that in plate, bro, bro." She, this woman, scooped all the way around the entire pan and put this in a plate for this guy. Yes. And he proceeded to happily walk his ass back over to the table and eat this. So I was like, "Bro, I cannot watch." you eat this like what are you talking about we don't have to do that we don't have to do this as a culture no more bro we don't have to eat scraps no more my Mm -hmm. guy
2: it's all right now he black you know what's up like no we're gonna get it all the way down to the end that's still good
3: let me get that man let me Mm -hmm. get the birthdays man just Like... like wallow
2: with the leftovers man like no the i'm gonna get all the way till this is empty
3: hey man i was like bro you don't have to do this they're coming out with another so pen.
2: funny <laughs> he, why we need he, another pen? this one ain't done yet
3: <laughs> ain't done with that man let me get that man let's scoop all of that out for me he he, for real took all of that and walked right back to the table and ate
2: scoop it scoop all of that out for me is hella funny <laughs> Nah, black people are
3: the best man <laughs> you only only black people bad uh mm-hmm. we got a handful of uh helper chats left um uh, let me see from Tyler McCoy. Hey guys, it's nice meeting you at Collision. Yes. All out was a. Uh, All out was my first pay per view I've been to since No Mercy two thousand one. Wow.
4: Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I had
3: a I had a great time. You guys are awesome, and meet forever man. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. I don't remember specifically who you are. You met a lot of people, and I'm terrible with names. Yes. Um nice. But man, appreciate you. Um,
2: great to meet you. Had not been to a pay per view since two thousand one. It's crazy. So welcome, that's dope.
3: Yeah, uh, from uh, the homie D-Lo Diggs. Uh, Sup, fellas, catching up. Don't know if this was discussed, but man, I never thought I, I lived today when kissed Kiss That Meat was a chant, but here we are. Now, some <laughs> of the meat chants were crazy, man.
2: There was some wild stuff going on. I was like, I don't know if I want to participate in this. Y'all talking crazy.
3: Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. One more from Tony P., Meet next strong house of ass, scissor <laughs> me daddy ass. Only at an AW show can these phrases be normal. So uh, who do you think will be the one to beat Max? I feel it is Swerve or Ricky. Also, I like that they are starting up Baker and Sheet Feud again. Um, I for the longest have been saying Kenny Omega is going to beat Max. I'm not yeah. as sure anymore. Um, I kind of think it's going to be Adam Cole. Um, I I don't know
2: why and how quickly they would, but for some reason, Darby's in the back of my brain. I don't know why, Yeah, but I don't don't know. For some reason, I'm like, maybe Darby's going to be the one to be, because I feel like it's going to be somebody, a new AEW world champion is going to be him, is what I'm kind of lying. That's why I kind of don't think it's going to be Kenny Omega. I think it should be Kenny Omega, but I don't think it will be. I,
3: I, I think it was leading in that direction for most of the year, but based off of what's happening now i kind of think it's going to be adam cole yeah um i, I think they're that. gonna have a third match at some point i can see him being the guy that dethrones him. Mm. um i could see him thinking they were really friends and this is the thing that turns him back into like a psychotic heel afterwards because he realized he can't trust anybody it's a pretty good uh, story um yeah but yeah don't think we have any more humper chats um As usual, appreciate you guys supporting the show. Appreciate you guys coming through and, you know, spending three hours with us, three hours plus this week. Uh, Apologize for technical difficulties. I probably should troubleshoot it beforehand, but I just had a lot going on this weekend. I didn't have a chance to do that. Uh, Again, appreciate all of the well wishes and everything, whether it be today, last week, whenever. Really appreciate you guys. I couldn't respond to everybody because it was a lot, but I really do appreciate it.
2: Yeah, uh same to uh for me like everything last week um <clears throat> all the support that you guys showed uh the 100th episode everything in Chicago has been really amazing. You guys make this uh make this shit all worth it, you know, like uh um it gets rough like as I tweeted about earlier this week like shit gets fucking rough as hell out here, man. It's it's tough for a for a, a wrestling content creator specifically. Um, but you know, all your guys as well wishes and everything that you guys continuously say to us collectively just makes it all worth it. so shout out to y'all for showing up every Saturday to listen to Phil and I just talk shit about wrestling for a really long time. So I love it. Thank y'all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. As always, uh, we'll have more to talk about wrestling wise next week. Facts. Um, hopefully it is not more. <laughs> it's not more CM Punk drama they do not want to do that I'm uh, sure
2: there's some right now on the internet I haven't been online in three hours bro, I'm sure somewhere in there
3: bro, we there. were sitting we were sitting in the show all the CM Punk stuff's happening and it was just like yeah and by the way he ain't fuck with William Regal either and I'm like <laughs>
2: where did this <that> come from <laughs> where did this come from and by, by the it, way he did not daff up William Regal I'm like wait what Why is this a thing now?
3: William Regal has been gone for the longest. Like, (laughs) yeah, man, it just seems like we're still going to be inundated with a bunch of stuff. Uh, I see now somebody saying in our chat that Ace Steel. Was on IG, sure that that's going to lead to oh, some productive God. conversation as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the other part that was missed out of this. A steel was brought back to work remote, and now he's fired again because he's <laughs> gone. So, I'm
2: yeah. sorry, I don't mean to laugh at somebody getting fired, but that's crazy. <laughs> he came back to work remote, and now he's fired. <laughs> I bet you when he saw that press press release, he was like, "Oh shit, this is not a good sign for me."
3: Yeah, <laughs> wild times. But man, again, appreciate you guys, man. You know this. You know what it is. This has been Rhapsody. I'm Phil Lindsey. It's
4: Righteous Wretch. We are out. Peace.